episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, oh my goodness. Broads, here we are. Becca, we're recording in person and it's been so it's been quite some time. I'm really excited that we're doing it for this because um thank God the season's over. Honestly, Becca, watching this episode was like it was like the whole episode was a heavy weight. It was like wearing a heavy blanket, the whole energy. Obviously, there was incredibly intense topics that we had to talk about, but even just the finale episode was just such a downer the whole thing <laughs> like okay no, this we is like a, a toxic <laughs> this is like a toxic relative that like has finally left town after visiting me for the past 8 weeks I mean I 10 will, weeks I will tell you I feel for Matt James big time right now I watched him on Good Morning America this morning talk with Michael Strahan and he is just he looks so sad and so tired that I just want to smack just anyone who's giving him a hard time. I just feel like he's getting so much heat about so many things. And it was like last night on, especially the after the final Rose episode, it was like, come on, everybody. Like the, the burden that he feels. He doesn't even have a million followers. What the fuck? I'm, I'm following right now just to add Get to this his man following. to a million followers. How, not even worth it. For the love. I mean, not even worth it. I didn't, I don't think, and I could be wrong about this, but I don't think he even posted on social media like at all yesterday, except for one post of him eating Ithaca yeah. hummus in front of the TV before the episode started or he was watching golf or something. Yeah, he posted on- <laughs> a thing about like a picture of his family on his story, but okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But other than that, like he's not posting. He's not he didn't have like that typical like, well, you know, it didn't go the way I planned. But thank you for the journey. He's tired. You know, what's crazy, though? Like, I guess the ratings for this season just probably weren't as good because like everyone's following compared to Pete's season where Maddie was got what? One point eight million followers. That is so crazy. Like, even I know Rachel was one of the favorites. You know, she has 550 followers. She is the most by a mile. Yeah, but still, everyone's under, like, I mean, people on Colton season were reaching a million. Like, it's really interesting this season. I mean, it makes sense because Matt wasn't on any other, like, I think a lot of people were like, who is this Right, because we didn't get to know him at all. Which it probably would have been better if he was on Hannah's season. Yeah, for sure. But on the flip side... On the flip side, too, this was, I think, of all the seasons ever, we got to know the women the least. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, totally. You have you're like, why would I follow them on the women? I'll say this: the women that we got to know the most were all the like the drama starters and the nightmares <laughs> in the first three weeks. I don't know. They spent an entire episode on Sarah, who was gone by se- by episode two. Okay, like <laughs> Sarah, I think got like the most screen time of almost all the women, <sighs> and I was like, she wasn't even after or even on the damn uh, women tell all. <sighs> Now, I will tell you this, Matt's looking exhausted. You know who wasn't exhausted was his best friend, Tyler Cameron, who was hawking merch all day yesterday like you would not believe. If you go on his <laughs> stories, there's about about five posts of him and he's just like, I'm not sure here. He hasn't even posted a photo of like him and Matt. Like He's like, I'm not here supporting my guy, Matt. You can help by purchasing Myler merch, Matt and Tyler. That's now what it's called, Myler merch. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) 
your friend is struggling right now and you are selling your own merch on your fanjoy account like that includes his name i hope he's getting a damn cut of this for the love also one of his newest pieces is instead of i heart mj i heart matt james it's i and then a vibrator mj so he's using matt james's initials Katie's move and also MJ because her and MJ were both named the vibrator and also MJ were both named MJ. So I'm like, so you're using all these people for your own merch. I'm like, who is going to buy that? Like what? Girl, I bet he's doing well. The I, the I dildo MJ. Like that doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't even make any sense. In fact, it feels kind of creepy. Like there's something about it that just well, feels a little weird. Up in their apartment building, like you called, you know. Yeah, definitely. Tyler, Cameron, and Blonde MJ are definitely, you know, moving and shaking in that apartment complex. That's for sure. I believe Matt, okay, it. Matt James, I get. Okay, okay, all right. Well, but he seems Matt, Tyler Cameron's doing fine. <laughs> Matt James looks. He has the rings under his eyes at this Poor Good man. Morning American Good Morning America interview. Poor man. Yes, and just 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 dealing with production and bullshit. And Tyler Cameron is just living for his merch. He's just like Matt's. Just like why the fuck did I do this? <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I bet. I mean, like, this was not fucking worth it. It was like, you know what he probably was thinking? I hope he ends up dating a celebrity. Me too. He needs that in his life right now. He he definitely could, my goodness, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But like, yeah, other than getting the followers, and he already had a good amount of followers because of the quarantine crew and Tyler Cameron. He's probably just like, dude, I should have just stayed back and Uh partied with TC and like been continuing to hang out with like these supermodels Uh than do this to myself. Uh I think he's probably totally regretting it. <laughs> I don't think he'll. Re- I think it's one of those things, though. Like, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll like regret it in the future. I think sometimes leads are in that position where yeah. they're just like, "This is horrible," and then maybe a year from now he'll be like, when he's dating, you know, when he's dating Bella. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I when like, he's dating Bella, not Hadid. Gigi, she's no, a baby. Gigi has is with Zane, oh, and the baby, and their oh, baby, and precious. the baby, the baby, and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be with Bella. Yeah, or and the Stassi weekend will be shaking. Or, yeah. or Kylie Jenner. I don't know. One of them. One of the crew. What, what, whoever uh, Kylie Jenner's assistant is, who's also one of the hottest humans. Uh, you know oh, what? Yeah. I mean, is that a requirement? Like, if you. And she's been working for them for a long time too. If you are a assistant, like we only invest in hot people. <laughs> it's I'm seriously, it's it's kind of insane. Like when you look at any really famous celebrity's assistant who's a beautiful woman, mm. their assistant is like ten out of ten stunning. They're like, I need someone who understands like what it's like to <laughs> what be it's me. like to be this beautiful. They also I know, and like she's an influencer now. Did you know? Like she yeah. quit being an assistant to be an influencer, and they also always look like them. Yeah. Like they choose people who look like them and yeah. have like similar like body types or similar like hair or well, facial structure. Well, by the structure. end of their career together, they're going to have similar body types. That's true. <laughs> For real. They all like, but they start to transform form more and more into the celebrity. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I would love to have a little documentary about that. Speaking, of, uh, this is not, this is a bit off topic, but we brought up Maddie like two minutes ago. Didn't I call Maddie and Noah together? <laughs> Didn't did. I call that? You did. I did. Now, and then who was spotted 
together this past week. Uh, I would Maddie, say Noah, Ivan, and Connor. Connor. And then one of Maddie's friends who is not from Batch Nation. Okay. But is like an but, influencer. So Maddie was the only Bachelor girl there. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if that will be happening on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, there's going to be some more stupid behind the scenes text message, whatever. Oh, it's going to be a whole thing. You know what's going to happen? <sighs> I bet Connor and Noah both have a crush on her yes. and they're friends and yes. it's going to be. But but Noah and Ivan are like better friends and Ivan will be there, too. And he's going to have to be the in between with Connor and Noah. Poor guy. I bet like <laughs> Maddie will have already like kissed one of them but then like the other one doesn't know yes and then they're both gonna be pursuing her in uh -huh. paradise and then ben's gonna come in and be like let me sweep you off your feet <laughs> which apparently ben posted the statement on his story not on a hard post okay well we'll everyone else did on as a hard post mm -hmm. so i whatever <laughs> We're but then that's mad. then that's also the only thing that's ever been posted because I've been keeping a sharp eyeball. <laughs> I have post notifications on. You better believe the you know algorithm what it is? is not bearing you know, the story. You know why it is? It's because I don't follow him. But right after um right after Tasha's season, I was checking out all of his stories a ton to see if we were getting any like, you know, breadcrumbs about anything. Mm -hmm. And now in my whatchamacallit, my feed, he's always there. Oh, my discovery oh, feed. Yeah, the explore, or whatever. Explore. Um, and then I'm always like, oh, Ben. And then I've been keeping a sharp eye. Ben? <laughs> oh, I got another very close photo. Oh, I got another very close photo. Oh, I got another very close photo. <laughs> we're such haters. I know. Sorry, Ben. Also, we briefly thought that Zach and Tasha were broken up. When I tell you the level of panic that it like set in, because I already knew we were going to be having this heavy bachelor finale episode and after the final rose and all that and i'm like i can't handle this okay so zach and Tasha are not together background basically a bachelor account posted that zach's mom unfollowed Tasha on clickbait and on her profile and on clickbait which we still haven't gotten any answers on that but i have my theories mm -hmm. <laughs> so then we were like oh my god did they break up but then Tasha addressed it on her stories and was like we're not broken up like you guys stop and everybody so. was just like zach does not support Tasha becoming the host of the bachelor or the bachelorette and da, 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 da. and then zach posted a photo like a few hours after uh, Tasha posted and he was just like you deserve everything queen and like whatever and yeah. i I'm like, okay, we all need to calm down. We're all a little on edge because we need love right now. And yeah, so more we, than ever. We, sh we definitely shouldn't put that on Tasha and Zach because they're doing fine. They love each other. Mm -hmm. Yes, she has to be away from him for a hot minute, minute which I'm sure is un like, it just sucks. But, but, you know, like I love that he's got his life so he couldn't come along with her, you know? Exactly. And also that's in other news is that... Did we talk about this last week? We no, didn't talk about that. No, because hosts. this was okay. just broads, broads, and broads, and broads. Chris Harrison will not be hosting the next season of The Bachelorette. That's right. I, <laughs> I I do have to tell you. After I'm this episode, I was like, mm, forget any, any statements he made about Rachel. After this episode, I was like, he's canceled. Oh, first of all, creepiest person, <laughs> creepiest person, and that's saying a lot because Neil Lane was on the episode, and Neil Lane honestly was like a gift compared to him. He actually gave decent advice. He actually listened to Matt and didn't shame Matt for questioning 
Chris is like, don't question the process, man. My man. Ooh, what, what, you, you're going to listen to your mom? Your little old mom? Oh, oh, now you're, she? oh, now you're listening to your heart. Don't listen to your heart. The heart lies. Listen to love. Matt, who gives a shit what anybody in your life thinks? <laughs> What about me and the producers? We're your best friends. Uh, we say you and Rachel are meant to be together forever. The next royal couple of Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you would um, give her up? <laughs> Rachel? Sweetest cotton candy? I Okay, I'm sorry. Someone in the comment section said uh, on Johnny Bradson apparently. <laughs> There was like a live stream at the beginning of the season where he was doing like a like a intro. What was it? Introducing the women, whatever. Yeah, he was doing like little little bios and all the women on Facebook. And he said she's sweeter than cotton candy. Excuse or sweet as cotton candy. Some shit. Anyway, I was like, <sighs> that rattled me to my core. Yeah, not a fan of that. Not into that. No, 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 no. And then after seeing all this, and then after seeing Chris with Rachel on this past episode, and then you sent that meme, and I started thinking about, and I'm, it all started kind of falling together for me. I was like, yeah, he always has been, he's definitely had his eyeballs on Rachel the whole time. He probably wanted her to become the next Bachelorette, let's be real. Yes, he absolutely did. He wanted to spend as much time as possible <laughs> with her, as close as possible. He's like, I sure hope that we're traveling at this point because I can't wait to show her the world. <laughs> Sorry to barge in unannounced. Oh, leaning against the door. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and she was so happy to see him. She was literally, oh my God, hi. Just just beaming. Because normally, I'm sorry, normally when you see Chris Harrison, it's not good news, especially before a date. Okay, true, especially after, yeah. Yeah. It's always the whole joke is always Chris Harrison walks in while they're about to have the cocktail and like, party. Oh, Everyone's no, like, Chris. oh, God, here comes Chris. Rachel was thrilled to see Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And as the theories continue. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, Chris will not be the yeah. host of this season, um, this upcoming season with Katie as The Bachelorette. Tasha and Caitlin will be hosting. Becca, when I tell you, I am thrilled to my toes. We will not be having to see Chris Harrison. I'm also just so excited to have a lead, a, a female lead, be with another female lead. Like, to be able to give advice, I feel like it's going to be so much better. Yeah, totally. I was thinking that, actually. I was thinking that even when... um. Emmanuel Acho was interviewing Rachel. No, Michelle. And I was kind of thinking um, it only made me notice it because it's normally Chris Harrison. And then it was another man. And I was kind of like, damn, it would be kind of nice to have like a woman interview like another woman. I was kind of like, hmm, that would that would make for a different dynamic for sure. Like, it's definitely kind of different when a dude is asking a girl like all about these feelings for another guy it's just a different vibe so i think it'll be good and especially taisha being so recently on the show to be like okay what are you thinking what's going on let's work through this totally you know all of that and i i so katie put out before she was officially announced as the bachelorette katie put out a statement and she basically said 
I stand with the other women of this season. I think Chris Harrison needs to take a step back. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And she started to get, because it had already leaked via reality, Steve, yeah. that she was going to be the Bachelorette. She was getting so much shit from people. Oh, really? Yes. Like, we thought you were going to be a great lead. And now you're talking about Chris Harrison and like, you know, fuck you and da, 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 da. And she was getting so much heat. So then I was like so happy, especially to hear that Tasha and Caitlin are going to be replacing him except i will say this becca i cannot help but think i cannot help but go in the future and think i'm so happy that Tasha and caitlin are taking his place for katie's season but they keep talking about chris harrison doing the work and coming back so on katie's season who's a white woman after this controversy yeah but she, she, yeah right i, I sure I hope see where you're going with that this. when michelle's the bachelorette that there is a conversation, right? That's I just kept. That's all I kept thinking. I feel like about. it's far enough in the future, they're just gonna kind of brush it aside and be like, Chris Harrison is back. Yeah, he's coming back for sure, specifically because. So, there's a Instagram T account that I love called Not Skinny but Not Fat. I was also on her podcast, but she posted one. Um, she posted about how. The women, Tasha and and Caitlin, are specifically using verbiage of like we're supporting like the show, like we're not replacing. And actually, Caitlin yeah. even responded to a comment that said something about like you taking Chris Harrison's place. <laughs> and 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 I love how people are like, how dare you both take his place? I'm like, okay. like what the? Okay. <laughs> Who wouldn't take that opportunity? Please. Um. And then Caitlin specifically responded back and like, we're not replacing him. Like we're just supporting. And so they keep using this like verbiage of supporting and support. And so he's not going anywhere. Which look- I, from a, from a marketing standpoint, I have to say, I okay loved Emmanuel Ocho hosting. At first it was a little, I was, he was I, a little nervous at first. It was a little, uh, yeah, at first it was a little stilted and I was kind of like, Ugh, but then About it got 10 really minutes good. in, it got so got really good. good. He was so sweet. By the way, he was posting all over his Insta stories. He's like, this is the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. <laughs> he's like, countdown, down, nine, eight. I'm so nervous. Like he was so, cause he's not part of the bachelor franchise. Yeah. This is like such a, Chris Harrison's been doing the same process over and over and over. Again. Do you think when they offered him this, he was like, fuck. And they had to like binge all of the episodes. I think so. <laughs> Probably. I think so. But yeah, 10 minutes in all of a sudden it was like, oh my goodness, this is just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So his, 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 his uh, thing with Michelle was a little um, stunted, but then it got good. But it was, um, it was very, I have to say it was very rattling to see someone that wasn't Chris Harrison as the host. Sure. I was like, whoa, this it does felt, not feel like the no, same No, it felt show. different. Yeah. It definitely felt different. Yeah. And it's going to take some time. I feel like though, if they, if they implement people like slowly, like slowly involve it, mm-hmm. it's an, that's would be easier for like, or not easier, but it might be a smoother transition. So like if they have Caitlin come in and then Tasha come in and maybe Emmanuel will be at the after the final rose again. Or if then let's just say Bachelor in Paradise, they maybe use Tasha and then they bring Nick in. Yeah, so then they have so, yeah. You know, then they have a they start to like kind of use like maybe they keep using Tasha, but then they change up the people. They keep using Caitlin and they change up the people. I yeah, I had a thought like what if Chris Harrison literally just does the transitions, you know, where he was like, and we're back. The most dramatic season ever. Like take it away, whoever. And that, then that person does the interviews. That, like, that showed would me be to better. the core though, by the way. Because all I could picture was was Chris Harrison not willing to give up his position. He's like, I will do the voiceover. Oh, the voiceover. And I was just like, stop it. 
But yeah, no, if but he like, does... imagine if, yeah, he didn't give the, the lead advice, you know, he was just kind of like, here's the final rose, yeah. you know, but then like someone like Jojo, you know, came in and talked with the lead or with the bachelorette or like, you know, um, Pete came and gave some sage advice yeah. to the lead guy. <laughs> you know, Pete and all his wise advice. I'm like, what guy would they have from the past seasons, Pete? No, Colton, no. If they stand by, if they stand by having at least one male host, I'm, I firmly stand with Nick. I think Nick would be really a really good host. Because, I agree, actually. Be, because, like, listen, here's the deal. When, if when you listen to his, he just had Bree, by mm-hmm. the way, on his podcast, Vial Files, and I was listening to it, and he always, I mean, he's not afraid to ask. No, oh my god, really can intense. You, can you imagine? And after the final rose, he would go there. He might go there a little bit too much, maybe. But they can edit stuff out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> For the lives, though, the live segments, you know, yeah, he would be like. But I'm like, I have this vision. I just, I just, you know, I have my like the my Raven Simone visions of <laughs> Tasha and Nick. I just keep seeing it. I that would be stellar, right? Yeah, I they just, would be like the Nick and Vanessa Lachey of <laughs> Love Is Blind. Exactly. <laughs> just kidding. No, but they would be. That would be so good. Right? That would be dynamic. Yeah, because they both have very different personalities too. I can see them both doing the hot seat, interviewing like yes. people, like a couple. You know? Yes. And I could see that I could see Nick just being like, really? Like, that's what you're that's really how you're going to mm-hmm. defend that. And I think Tasha oh, and I also think Tasha and Nick have like gotten back, gone back and forth a little bit before because he didn't think she was going to be a great bachelorette. And she was a little bit like, mm, excuse me. So maybe they might have a little bit of like fun, kind of like banter yeah. back and forth. I love that. I love, love that. That's a good idea. Yeah, Nick and Tasha for sure. I'm feeling it in my bones. That feels modern. That feels contemporary. I'm sorry. I'm not to age shame, but I'm going to age shame. Okay. Chris was looking really old. And I was like, you're kind of like when Neil Lane is starting to look younger than you. I was like, like oh you, Neil Lane, tell us about your facial regimen. Like, and like <laughs> Neil Lane comes back every season with like less and less wrinkles. And Chris Harrison, meanwhile, is like. I mean, the man is decaying as we watch him <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no, no ageism, though, you know, just to him. Yeah, just to Chris. <laughs> just to Chris. <laughs> um, anyway, before we keep going, should we take a quick pause? Let's take a quick pause. Um, OK, broads, I saw so many of my friends get pets this year, which like very understandable. Pets bring so much joy. I did myself. I think it's safe to say a lot of people needed a little light in their life in 2020. And if your new furry friend happens to be a cat, that means you also <laughs> probably had to introduce a litter box into your home. Mm. Not the most ideal situation unless you are using Pretty Litter. Mm-hmm. Pretty Litter is the world's smartest kitty litter for so many reasons, but the coolest has got to be their innovative illness detecting technology. Yeah, I actually use Pretty Litter for our cats at home, and I can't tell you how much peace of mind it gives me because Pretty Litter will literally change colors if it senses potential signs of illness uh, like kidney disease and urinary tract infections. And cats are really sneaky when it comes to hiding illness. So knowing that Pretty Litter is going to give me a heads up, that makes my life so much easier and gives me a lot of peace of mind. And Pretty Litter is also the safest litter, not only for your cat, but for the whole family, because most store-bought litters have irritants that can cause allergies and asthma to act up. 
But Pretty Litter is made using a super light crystal base that eliminates excess dust and mess, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Pretty Litter gets it, which is why they ship directly to your door for free in a super lightweight bag. No late night store runs or figuring out where to store these huge tubs of extra litter. Your cat deserves the best. Your cat deserves the world's smartest kitty litter. Um, and you can make the switch to Pretty Litter today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code CHATTY for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code chatty for 20% off. Prettylitter.com, promo code chatty. Uh, Well, Broads, this is a fact about me. Um, I want to have my cake and eat it too. Me too. Just in general. Did you know I just just recently like understood what that meant? Yeah, I I had to like, I had to research. Yeah, it's like you, it's basically what it means you want to hold your cake in your hand and, you know, also have consumed it. Yes. I was like, have your cake and eat. That never made sense. Yeah, you were just like, well, what would you do with just the cake? (laughs) What else would you do? What would you do? If you got the cake, cake, what are you supposed to do? And I ate it. That's the same thing. I had cake. I ate cake. Anyway, I don't don't understand. Continue on. Well, I feel this way, okay? And when it comes to fashion, especially, I want to look cute and be comfortable. Mm. Um, That is one positive thing that came out of this past year. Sweatsuit takeover. I am so here for it. But why stop there? Take the comfort from head to toe with Rothy's, aka the most comfortable, also so stylish shoe and current obsession. Um, And they even have a new line of bags, which honestly might be probably the newest obsession for me. It's unfortunate I'm running out of space in the closet for the purses. SOS. Jess and I love Rothy's for all the reasons she just mentioned. They're cute. They're comfortable as heck. But get this. They also make all their products with materials from marine, like marine plastic and repurposed water bottles. And broads to date, Rothy's has transformed over 75 million bottles into shoes, bags, and masks. So and because they're all made from flexible plastic thread, they're literally the most comfortable shoes I own. And from the first time I put them on, there was no break-in period at all, which is awesome. No, that's always the cushy wildest from part. The start. So cushy. Um, and I have to touch on one of my favorite features, and that's that not only are they the best, they also are 100% machine washable. My favorite pair of Rothy's right now has to be the bright white Chelsea sneakers. They are so adorable. But normally I don't get white sneakers because they're dirty in two wears, but not with Rothy's. It's actually wild. Um, I'm able to get so much more wear out of my Rothy's than other pairs of shoes. And also, hello, children's shoes. You can keep yes. them clean. And they're so comfy for the kids. And they have so many cute patterns. Check out the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash chatty. That's rothys.com. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash chatty. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Just head to rothys.com slash chatty today. Well, let's get into this episode. Also, before we dive into this final episode, before we have a little break, broads, please stay with us through this break. We are going to be having so many fun episodes coming up. Oh my gosh, they're going to be good. We have Craig on Thursday. The Chatty Bros will continue. We're going to be doing a lot of sex Q&A questions. We have a lot of fun guests coming up. Um, Also, we're going to continue to be talking about Bachelor Nation news because you know that's going to keep happening. Um, And also other pop culture news. We know that you all love of our pop culture episodes so we'll be doing all those and we're just gonna have a grand old time yep i'm very excited yep, yep, yep. so also chatty bros this week and a craig episode this week so you have been blessed <laughs> you have been blessed you're i welcome. cannot wait welcome. um yeah and if you're enjoying it five stars please that's always so helpful smash that mother <laughs> fr- look guys all right i haven't done this in a while um, oh my god here she goes these are my here favorite you guys <laughs> 
we see how many people listen to our podcast. We see how many people, you know, message us, like, comment. We're very popular, you know, our podcast. Um, basically the next Oprah's, if you will. Oh, my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's slander to Oprah. We, we could never. Um, but Oprah, we love you so much. Please come on the podcast. Yeah, please come on the please come on the podcast. Um, but with peace and love, many of you have not <laughs> written reviews, not even smashed that five star like button, five star the five star review thing. You don't you don't listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. I know you're driving right now. You're like, yeah, okay. Here's what every podcast does. They beg me for five stars. That's true. Well, unlike other podcasts, <laughs> we deserve it. <laughs> And you can't like look, all no, 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 no. But listen, you don't even have to write a review. Like you don't, you don't, it's not like, like on Yelp, you, if you hit five stars, you have to write a review mm-hmm. or if you, mm-hmm. you know, but on Apple podcasts, if you go on, you can literally scroll down and just tap five stars. Mm-hmm. You don't have to write a review. Mm-hmm. You can just tap the five stars and it really helps because it boosts our podcast. And you know, the more famous we get, hopefully one day we will have Oprah on maybe just like in a couple months if enough of you guys. Yeah. Just a couple months. So if you Definitely. want Oprah on the podcast, <laughs> um, if you want anyone on the podcast, that's famous and fun and interesting and cool. That's only going to happen if every single one of you <laughs> hits the five stars on Apple podcast. Thank you. Honestly, you are maybe one of the best salespeople ever. Thank you. Ever. Yeah. Also, you. you can subscribe to the podcast too, because sometimes oh, yes. people will be like, why hasn't the episode come out yet? Because if there's a like a miniature delay or whatever, oh, if yeah. you're subscribed, it pops up right away. Yeah. If you want Oprah it's... on the podcast, you also have to subscribe. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and YouTube and YouTube too. Anyways, uh, after our sales, our Tyler Cameron merch style sales Mm -hmm. pitch is over. Swipe up, swipe up, swipe (laughs) up, swipe up, swipe, swipe. Um, Okay, so let's get into this final week. Um, Okay. Okay. There's, okay, let's just cover what we've got to talk. Yes, what because, we've cover. because let's be real. This finale episode could have been done in it could have been two short paragraphs. We've, I'll be real. With okay, you. so we've got chunks just so we can do a little overview before we dive in. We've got Michelle meeting his family. Yes, we've got Rachel meeting his family. Rachel meeting his family. We've got the Michelle breakup. Mm-hmm. Dated breakup. We've got the ring picking out. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the weird fireplace non-engagement correct scene yes and that's it yeah okay so okay well first of all we meet his fit we meet his with his mother and his brother um we haven't ever really heard of his brother who i know he's mentioned him in passing like you know my brother's always got my back and he's a musical artist so he has like a spotify and you listened i haven't listened yet i'm going to Um, I really enjoyed his brother. I got, what's I, with the brothers? I love all of the brothers on the show that like like um love his interrogations of the women. Oh, he was fantastic. Can I tell you? I could not stand harder when I see a man with like cool fashion who's like calm and confident drinking a glass of white wine, bitch. <laughs> I'm drooling. Do you understand? I'm just like, now that is my kind of man. He is sitting there with a glass of white wine the whole time. Whole time he is. And then and then he takes Michelle away and he's got the refill of the white wine. And with Rachel, the re- he loves his white wine. And I'm just like, please, I love you. Uh, I love you. I love a man who drinks white wine. He's I just Scorpio. So attractive his Instagram to me. is John the Scorpio. And you're a Scorpio on top of everything. John? He also has weird, <laughs> weird devil symbols on his Instagram. 
okay, that's a little frightening. I won't. I won't lie to you. That 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 picture just kind of scared but then me. The it's a cartoon. One? Dollar sign Scorpio seven seven seven. So, but he loves the Lord. I don't really know what's going on. I'm Instagram, a little confused. But, um, but, but anyway, but I still loved loved his energy. But loved his energy. Loved his style. Loved him drinking white wine. I also love, and how, love that you're a Scorpio. Apparently, I also <laughs> love that both Matt and John um, really like love their moms. Their mom. Like even John's Instagram, his very first photo is from Valentine's Day, and it's just with a little heart with his mom on a horse. Oh like God, they're both they so love obsessed Patty. with her. They love Patty so much. And did you notice that that um, I don't know if if I think it was when she when Patty was first sitting with Rachel. Look at her Instagram. Sorry, it's her eye getting all artsy. Yeah, I saw that. Patty is out here living. Um, I okay. I don't know if you noticed, but when she was first sitting either with Michelle or Rachel, you, we had John, his interview, which, by the way, he gives a great interview, um, his interview saying, like, listen, if mom approves, then we'll see if this has longevity. And I was like, OK, <laughs> so this is important. But Patty, let me first let me talk about Patty. To the most extreme, not what I was expecting reactions i thought patty was going to be cold as ice not the queen of tears okay i was <laughs> confused by everything and that's why she scares me and intimidates me because she is unreadable she is look at this instagram post i'm gonna stop i'm gonna put down the instagram in a second but she posted this instagram post of like a massive crocodile on a bridge as with the caption post? yeah yes with the caption yikes intimidating until Dot, dot, dot. I remember God is in control and he loves me. <laughs> Heart emoji prayer. <laughs> Patty, Patty, love you so much. So happy that you feel peace of the Lord, but please do not get near a crocodile. I don't care how protective the Lord is. Let's not risk it. They are a dangerous she, species. She also like posts funny memes on her Instagram too. Like, ha ha, hilarious. My most favorite thing is the older crowd doesn't understand Insta stories that I'm like, you don't have to make this hard post. <laughs> this random photo of a crocodile. This could just be a story, honey. You don't have to make this a hard post at all. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Patty. But pa you're so right. She's completely unreadable. And that's oh, the scary that's part. So int intimidating. Yeah, because you she seems so cold <sighs> yeah. and like she's going to be like, you know, so intense and you're not going to be able to impress her at all. And then the water works. I've never seen more. I don't think we've ever seen someone cry as much on uh, on The Bachelor ever. In such a short amount of time, she cried 15 times. Yeah, which I understood why then she connected with Rachel. Who? who is Waterworks City. Correct. And I'm not cry-shaming either. I'm just like, okay, I'm getting a vibe for... I don't know. I, I, I just... Uh, anyway, continue. No, you're right, because I was thinking about that with Michelle. Yeah. So my thought was, before I saw that Patty was the, the queen of crying, which again, no cry-shaming, I would have been like, oh my God, I feel so accepted that you're crying about something I'm saying. <laughs> Um, oh yeah if, if someone's mom that I just met started crying when I'd I was be talking like, about her son I'd be like yes <laughs> got this one in the in bag, the bag. <laughs> <laughs> secured but I was thinking as soon as I started to see that I was like oh I think Rachel's gonna be the favorite in this situation because Michelle is so calm cool and collected yeah. Michelle has such peaceful energy um, that I felt like her energy matched his family yeah. they're all super low key but I I was like, oh, his mom is going to want someone who is crying and saying, like, your son deserves the world. 
he is everything versus Michelle was having, you know, more of like a mutual conversation versus like everything about your son is incredible and I love the Lord and all that. Which I honestly think was similar with Matt's relationship to each one of them too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just noticed, although there was good communication between him and Michelle, I really noticed in this episode that it just wasn't like there to the same degree. Yeah. It honestly wasn't there with, with either of the women to be completely honest. Like I, um, I've been talking about this the entire time we've been recapping this season and my sincerest apologies, but I'm not going to stop. Um, we've been watching, you know, Ari's <laughs> season. <laughs> we've been watching Ari's season and mm. we just watched Hometowns, um, you know, Gray and I, and it was just like the level of emotion and connection that like Ari was feeling with the women, even at Hometowns, like multiple of them yeah. was just way beyond like the level that Matt seemed to be feeling with both of these women at the end of the whole yeah. journey. Like I just did not see as intense of a connection as we've seen in, yeah. in the past. I was like, I was juggling the whole time, whether it's because of Matt's personality, because he is super low key. But I will say after watching After the Final Rose and then actually really thinking last night, I was thinking about like him and Tyler and like how like wild and crazy he is when he posts with Tyler and even like quarantine crew. He was always silly and wild and whatever. And I feel like <clears throat> I agree with you. I think that maybe he just didn't find his person. I think so, too. I think he also was so um, he was so had to be so on guard throughout the whole season mm -hmm. for the reasons that they talked about on After mm -hmm. the Final Rose that. I think he, one, I mean, one, he's just is already guarded in love. And as we saw on this episode, I mean, I think he has so much um, emotional work to still go through working through the trauma of his parents' relationship. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, it was, this episode was like, Matt needs time for Matt. Yeah. To do a little bit yeah. of soul searching. And you know, I think that I don't think that he like really knew until he was put through this process how much like work he still needed to do in that era. Because like as the show progressed, you started hearing like more and more about how much this yeah. relationship with his dad and his parents relationship has affected him. So I think that that is one thing. But then also just the position that he was in mm -hmm. being the first black lead and all of this you know, was an extra wall up. And I, so I think even that if his quote air quotes person was there, I don't think he was like in a open enough place of no fault of his own to yeah. get there with. And I person. was also thinking on top of everything, on top of all of that, like you were saying about him, like being in this position of being the first black bachelor, I can only imagine that he did not have the support system that he needed behind the scenes. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry if like the, if Chris Harrison is going nuts on these interviews. OK, <laughs> I, I just have a feeling that Matt probably as much as I'm sure he loved producers and like had a relationship with them, likely did not have the support system that he needed uh, the right people to have conversations mm -hmm. with going through this. Yeah, people who would understand to some degree what he's going through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think you're right. And I saw a lot of people just like online last night just giving him so much shit being just like so you made us go through this whole thing and you all of a sudden realize at the end that you're supposed to propose to somebody and it's it's always the same thing it's like I really just until you're in the situation you don't know and no. I'm sorry but it wasn't like Matt pulled a fucking Pete where he's like I'm gonna choose all of them and just like randomly starts like I would you no you 
no, I'm going to go back to you. No, after the final rose, I'm going to go back to you, maybe. Like, it was like, no, he didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, I thought it was really sincere. And he was like, this is a like extremely heavy decision. Uh-huh. And come on, guys. We've seen how many of the engagements on The Bachelor have ended in breakups. I think he was being very logical. Like 90% <laughs> of them. And I'm like, okay. Granted, I see people are a little fatigued because this is now one, two, three third season in a row that hasn't ended in an engagement uh bachelor season yes. yeah bachelor oh my god season. do you know what we need do you know who we need who we need fucking mike johnson i don't i am i will i am standing by mike johson i listen and i know this might be awkward now sorry mike because we but actually know ben? you ben <laughs> Like I don't even I don't want, want to make this awkward because we know you now. But I am get I am more attracted to Mike as each day passes. Okay. Mike is just I know Rebecca shook. No, but just like I feel like especially now post show, we're getting to know him more via his podcast and his book, and he's amazing and he's single. And it's like, come on, guys. I know. Mike is ready. Mike is ready to be married. Okay. Totally. And no shade to Matt. I really did enjoy Matt as much as the season was a nightmare. I just feel like Mike's had the experience of being on Bachelorette. He's had the experience of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. He's now been in the spotlight for many years. He has. Yeah, I just feel like he's, he's perfect. He'd be great. I kind of hope for that reason that he doesn't go on Paradise. Oh, you mean Mike Johnson? Yeah. Like, you I think wish- you, I don't you think he's going to go back on Paradise? I don't know. That's the specul. I mean, that's that's the question. The big question I think right now is like, will Mike be going on Paradise? I think that's the question everyone wants the answer to at the moment. Mike, hold, please hold out. Hold fast. I mean, I would love to also see you on Bachelor in Paradise, but like, because I, oh, there are so many good women too, though. It might be in Paradise. I know. Oh, it's a tough one. I know. But I would love to have a whole season of Mike Johnson. If not, Mike, hear me out. Blake. <laughs> it would yeah. be entertaining. I was trying to think if there's anyone from Tasha season. I think Matt would be great. I'm full support. Oh, I mean, Blake, Matt, Blake from Blake from Tasha season. Yeah. I thought you meant at first Blake. No, no, no. H. And I was like, <laughs> I'm in full. Whenever you're talking about Blake, uh, Blake from Tasha oh. season, I think you're talking about Blake H. But whenever I'm talking about Blake from Tasha season, you think I'm talking about Blake H. I think I would- I'm in full support of Mike. Yeah. I, it's I. That's number one pick all the way. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> then I wouldn't hate number Blake two pick. Season. Blake, <laughs> <laughs> because when I tell you the obsession continues to grow, and now Katie won't be on Paradise, so we can't have our fantasy. That's true. I don't really want them together anymore. I changed my mind. Do you think that he'll be on? Do you think Blake will be on Paradise? Yeah, I sure hope so. Oh my god! Like ugh, he better be. I my obsession with Blake. It is rapidly growing. And Becca knows because I literally, I share so many of his Insta stories. He had a Q&A the other day and he was asking about like suggestions for favorite snacks. <laughs> and he said, someone, <laughs> someone said, which by the way, um, excuse me, rude. They said popcorn, like keep it light because you want to be trim for B.I.P. And he responded back and he said something like, I'm not a huge popcorn fan. Also, I don't know what a bip is. And he was very serious. Okay. And then another he question. He never knows what's going on another, in yeah. story, And then another dude. question said dates and peanut butter. And a little asterisk said chef's kiss. And he goes, here's the thing with dates. Like, I always 
see he goes, I always see dates in uh in the grocery store and I never really know what to do with them. So yeah, maybe I'll try dates with peanut butter. And apparently it's called a chef's kiss. Dates with peanut butter called a chef's kiss. Like he thought that was the name of dates with peanut butter. I know he's like, like a boomer on Instagram. I am obsessed with him. Anyways, I'll be done. <laughs> I mean he would be <sighs> I love him so much. And I love his and I, I love okay. his relationship with his mom too. His mom is like is like a uh, she's an author and she does like self help and empowerment uh-huh. and he always posts about his mom love like that. she's like this amazing woman he's like check out my mom's book I'm just like I love everything okay hear me this. out I could see him getting completely crushed and heartbroken on Paradise and that could be his lead into The Bachelor I could see it I could I could envision it I'm I'm manifesting it <laughs> <laughs> like, we love you so much can't you kind of see that happening? I, I, yeah like, i totally could like because getting he, really just crushed because he did become so beloved towards the end of Tasha's. we were all starting everyone at first was like what's the deal with this, this guy <laughs> and everyone started falling in love with him and by the way you know how everyone's like blake always talks about sex yeah i have a theory now because i think his mom talks about empowerment and like female sexuality mm-hmm. i think he talks about sex a lot from the perspective that he was raised by a woman mm-hmm. who talks a lot about uh-huh. I love openly that. about sex yeah love that these are my theories okay uh, back to anyway, michelle sorry, meeting match family <laughs> sorry about it obviously this episode was not packed um but um yeah so i mean she she was she was amazing i was didn't expect anything other than that she was um right away mom was like i need a hanky i'm gonna start crying and uh, she has a great conversation with Matt's brother. Um, we find out that her last relationship, we didn't know this before, that she had a se- very serious relationship that ended in January. Yeah. That she said should have ended a while ago, which then makes me think, oh, is that what her dad was talking about when he made that comment mm. about like what happened in February? Mm. I think that's what he said. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we were like, was there a death in the family? <laughs> yeah, it was like, what happened? So yeah. something obviously happened, and she said it was a very unhealthy relationship, so mm. I'm assuming that it has something to do with that. Mm. Um, mm. That makes that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, he says that uh, he says that she could see Matt and Michelle, he could see Matt and Michelle together. Um, and then Matt's mom liked her. Yeah, definitely. She's, um, Michelle talks about, oh, her mom, that was that, or his mom, that was a big moment when his mom started to cry. And oh, says yeah, that yeah. Matt typically has chosen friends that come from strong families because she doesn't feel like she could give that to him. It was very intense. And I feel like, Michelle was just so wonderful that she was just like, I'm grateful for the way that he grew up. And I'm sure that was very, that meant a lot to his mom when yeah. she did start crying. Probably so validating. I'm, yeah. I mean, but yeah, but she's, she cries a lot. So I also had this feeling like the whole time I was watching this that I'm like, I feel like Patty needs some barb in her life. Both mothers who the sons are like, you know, very mm. dependent on them. But I feel like, I feel like, like Patty could do good with some Barb in her life. Barb can ch- can bring a little bit of spice into her Barb life. Barb would be like, honey, I don't know why you're not back on the market yet. Right. You are hot, hot, hot. Let's go out, get dressed up, get drunk on some margaritas and go dance at our local <laughs> like dive bar. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's like, let's drive on down to Javier's. And <laughs> yeah, I could see Barb totally being like, I'm going to go give him your number. Oh like, like a kind of like a Ramona vibe, yes. you know? And Patty'd be like, Barb, stop. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's looking at me. He's, he's totally fast. looking yeah. at you. You are so hot. Did you see yourself in those pants? Give me, give me your number. Come here. Give me it. 
Totally. She would have her dressed up like Sandra D in the Grease. She'd come out with in the Grease. <laughs> what am I, eighty? She'd come out like in Grease, some black leather pants, some yes. black boots, the hair, black leather. The just, hair has like the 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 fifties like she curl would in the rock front. some tight black leather. I'm telling yeah, you, she would. Yeah, she would. Killing it. Okay. Anyway, um, did you feel ever like Matt's mom? This is where I can't read her. Um, I don't feel like we're gonna talk about the same thing, but okay. But go you ahead. looked like we were. Yeah, but sure. do you ever feel like when he's talking to her, like she's sort of looking at him, like as if it's the first time he's ever said anything, like what he's saying to her? Like I cannot read her expressions. No, I can't him. read her expressions at all. It's very, very frightening. Like it almost looked like at one point when Matt was talking to her after she talked to Michelle, where she was just like, "Oh, like this is how you're gonna talk to me now, like on national television, like when everyone's watching." Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. I kind of I got that a little bit too. <laughs> I also, though, noticed that... But I feel like we're probably just mis misreading it. Yeah, I guess... I mean, clearly he knows how his mom's facial expressions are and we just don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But but her, his brother did say that Matt never talks about relationship stuff. So... I think it's really triggering for her, to I be completely so. honest. Yeah. All the comments that she keeps bringing up of like love isn't everything like a love isn't the end all be all like yeah. relationships come and go and love fades and it's not you know I think that she's like um to no fault of her own put maybe like like they've experienced a lot of that trauma secondhand mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. their through their mom's experience yeah and I think that Matt maybe doesn't. Um, I think he probably feels really uncomfortable talking about this stuff with his mom because it's, I think he probably feels yeah. her pain. It seemed like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then seeing the effect afterwards, definitely. Yeah. I was more thinking about the moment where Matt and his mom were talking and he was caressing her leg the same way that he does every single woman that he's spoken to then starts making out with on the show. I miss that. <laughs> Did you end up seeing clips of it? No. Was it on circulating on the gram? I mean, I just got a few broads sending sending me messages, just like, "Did you notice this?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, I did. I did indeed." Um, uh, and you know, it's like we love we love a um. Show me now. Show me right now. You should have showed me yesterday. <gasps> okay, it, it was okay, a lot. Okay, 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 okay. It was okay, a lot. Okay. And you know, just, just showed me the video, and you know, listen. I, you know, I try to be like, listen, we all have our different levels of affection, but I will, I will tell you that um, it's the same exact move when he is talking to like, you know, Rachel or Michelle or whatever. And I always notice because I've always specifically noticed that he always does the leg thing because his, I always think about it because he has such big hands. And every time I, I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, his hand is literally it could wrap around her entire leg when she, when he's doing that to the women. I always think about it. Um, well, that made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, but it was also, a little weird. But also, <laughs> I hate when people and when people get weird about affectionate parent-child relationships that obviously aren't weird. You know when people are like that, where they're like, <sighs> yeah. "Why do you kiss your mom or your dad like goodbye? Like that's weird." And it's like, yeah. well, okay, I. I do hate when people do it, but that was weird. <laughs> Honestly, I will be real. Probably I feel uncomfortable by it because of trauma from my family because they didn't give me enough affection. Right. So I'm just jelly. Right. Is the point is yeah. that I just wish that like my mom would just give me a smooch and just smother me. Yeah. I wish my parents <laughs> would just like caress my legs. I wish <laughs> that they'd give me a massage for real. 
So uh, maybe that's just my own shit. No, that definitely. Ag- but that it, definitely was little, ag- it was a little. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little. It was a little funky. Maybe just, keep that in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, well, their date wraps, you know, they're looking beautiful in the snow, but I will tell you as soon as, as soon as the car pulled up with Rachel, Matt's facial expression, the way he embraced her, I was like, he's picking Rachel. Like it was also the amount of nervousness that he went into his family meeting. Rachel was completely different. And I don't know if you noticed, but he was like, I mean, I guess this could have been edited out, but he it felt like he was talking up Rachel a lot more to his mom and his brother like he had to explain his relationship with her to them so yes. that they would validate it and yes as it. as he told the camera Michelle checks all the boxes to being the perfect wife and he's really attracted to Rachel yeah I mean that's kind of where it landed you know yeah um which is honestly, I think, why every single one of these past Bachelor seasons hasn't worked. Because every guy that goes with the girl that he is most physically and sexually attracted to, not the person that he knows actually is what he's looking for. They need to cast an older man, like just like they did the Claire thing. They need to cast an older dude. I wonder if Ty Pennington's single. Oh my God, bitch. <laughs> honestly, though, he's old enough to be on like the seniors Bachelor casting now. Delish. Which Patty should be on. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, please. I feel like because they're casting again. You've seen the commercials. Yeah, I think Patty would be very, kind of stiff the first few episodes, and then she'd meet the right guy to like let her let hair down and would party. And then that's when you bring Barb in. They're like, Barb's gonna be one of the guests on the episode, and Barb's like, we're gonna have like oh a my dancing. You, I haven't thought about this. Obviously, Barb is going to host. Of course, Barb is going to host a and date. Peter or a group Senior date. are going to be hosting. Brill. Of course. And they will just literally pretend like The Bachelor is what brought them together. Just yeah, to they're going to rewrite it. history. Totally. Of course. I love that. They'll be like, we were about to get a divorce. Yeah. And honestly, we had one conversation with Chris Harrison because you know they're yeah. huge Chris oh, Harrison fans, I'm sure. Yeah. And they're just like, one one convo with Chris Harrison and that wedding, when we renewed our vows and Maddie was there with Peter and the cameras, it changed everything. And we thank The Bachelor for our 30-year marriage. They're so <laughs> disgusting. I can't wait to see them host it. Okay, so Rachel um, Rachel meets his family. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would be so terrified of meeting his mom. Rachel says some shit, and his mom is just like, well, is that your natural go-to? And it's just like immediately interrogating. Yes, yes, yes. When she was like, well, I was really open with him. Oh, yeah. Or he said, like, she was really vulnerable with me and open with me and and... And Matt's mom was just like, everything. so you're always like that? Or? Do you never shut up? Or <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to my son? Let him speak? Mm, that's well, just, just no, that's thought. actually debatable after how after the final roast went. Okay. I can't wait. I am. You, yeah. Well, girl. Well, I'm, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, basically, she's like, she sits with, she ends up winning over mom a big time. She's like, I'm in awe of him. She says that her faith in God is really important. And when he prayed first over her, and then they're both crying. Now, I will tell you this interesting piece to me is that we didn't really ever see, considering that this season started off with Matt talking about God like five times in the first episode and praying over them. We did not see any conversation. They probably cut it out. Which was surprising to me, considering how the season started off. I was like, this is going to be the Jesus season. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did think back when she was like when she started crying about this and talking about how important her faith in God is. I did remember the first episode where she was crying. I texted you about this where she was crying and um, 
and after the prayer and one of the girls goes up to her and is like, oh my God, you're so emotional. Like, are you super religious? And she's like, yeah, but it's more like, I just appreciate that he, or something. And you and I both were like, that's interesting because we couldn't, we were debating because we couldn't read. We're like, it doesn't seem like she's actually super religious the way that she said that to a to I don't know, a but I do remember the way the girl asked it was just like, oh, are you religious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, that question's so annoying. Just being like, oh, are you religious? And you're like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you be like, all of a sudden you're like, Jesus is my everything. I mean, I guess you could be, but I think she's just like, yeah, but like it was more, I don't, I kept seeing people in my DMs and I was like, guys, let's a stretch. She never said like, no, she wasn't religious. She was just like trying to not make it a big thing. I just feel like we were, I was confused in that moment because I was like, oh, is this girl religious? I couldn't quite tell because of the way that she reacted. And at first when she started crying and then she wasn't like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, Jesus means a lot to me or my faith is really important to me or whatever that I was like, why is she like crying? I think and she now just, it makes more sense. To yeah. Me, I think she just didn't want to make it awkward. I think like I always got the vibe though that she was uh, a believer, a follower of I'm just now so curious how many women on the season actually were because we yeah, never got to we never I got know. to know that. And since that is something that's so important to him, you'd think that you know they would share it, I guess. But yeah. also too, Tasha is a, a Christian and talks about her faith a lot, and they didn't show that at all. It's always surprising to me that they don't. I think that they have yeah, a large have, demo of people who are Christian. They have a lot in the past, like Ben season or uh-huh. Sean season. It seems like they've kind of cooled it off. That well, I mean, no, we saw a lot of it with Maddie, Maddie and Pete, but obviously that was sort of the foundation for their rift. Yeah, interesting. So just interesting note. Huh. Um. So yeah, I mean, then Matt and his conversation. Rachel leaves. It goes well. Matt and his conversation. With- oh my god, they his poor fam. I'm sorry, Matt. Just in that moment, needed them to be like. I know you've got this, Matt. Like I know. Then one of the, these, both these girls are great. Yeah. No, but actually it was for the best because he shouldn't have proposed to either of them. So it, it, was, like, it was for the best. It was just difficult to watch. Oh, it was so hard to I watch. I felt so bad for him. I know. He looked, he, he seemed super like pumped and it was, you know what it was? It was kind of the same conversation that we saw with Serena P's family where they were like, are you sure though? <laughs> Like, we support you, whatever you yeah. want to do. Like, his brother said, anything you do, I support you. I love you. But, like, you don't have to get engaged. Yeah. This seems like a lot. All the producers in the background just like, what? They're just like, I thought you communicated this with them. They're just like banging their heads into the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's when his mom, the, the vibe did change. It went from being, like, very cry and saying that she really liked both of the and women. And she was like... Love isn't everything. <laughs> I just want to remind you that love is not everything. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but it is everything on this show. Yes. That's kind of the premise. As Chris Harrison communicated <laughs> later. Um, yeah, I mean, she's... His mom says that I know that they both love you, but feelings come and go. Telling someone you love them opens up someone's heart. People fall in and out of love. And listen... It was ominous, but it was true. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? It was like she was speaking truth. It was like, I, you know, she was like, hey, if you if you tell one of these women that you love them, this makes the, the whole thing very different. And then you could really hurt someone even more if you propose to them and then you change your mind. You're not sure. 
this is a whole different and it's true and i but i felt bad for matt totally because then it's just like then all of a sudden he's spiraling and he just like last week had this such this intense conversation with his father that shouldn't have aired and but he had that you know where it's like he had all those feelings now he goes into this and it brought on all of the confusion. Okay, so then let's go into the next scene where Chris is bullying him. <laughs> Chris is straight <laughs> up bullying him, okay? I've never seen Chris look so angry on screen. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he, was, he was getting possessed by, like, <laughs> I don't know, the spirit of someone. The spirit of reality television yeah, was, like, was fueling him. him. Yeah. ABC was just, like, all he could hear was the execs in his ears being like, well... It's been a few seasons and the ratings are down because the love actually hasn't conquered in the end. So, you know, maybe you've lost your touch, Chris. Yeah, Chris, we thought I you were the know. master of the love, the master <laughs> of engagement. We thought you were the king matchmaker. Why isn't it working, Chris? And he's just like, <laughs> that's why he's defending Rachel so hard. He's like, she has a beautiful, sweet <laughs> cupcake girl who wouldn't want to spend the rest of her. No! this perfect woman for you your union shall be blessed in my eyes <laughs> but it was it was so wild because chris came in with big big yacht club energy first of all <laughs> big yacht club energy he had a zip up navy sweater on he had like a really big faced boating watch he's like, I'm it not was a huge lie. watch i love me <laughs> he's like i've been taking i've been hitting the sails i've been learning a thing or two i'm not sure if it's close to the water but you know maybe he's hitting that lake with he's a little like, boat check out these knots that i've been practicing <laughs> i've just been in my room i have th thousands of them <laughs> i don't know the different names of knots but i was i really wished i did in that ship knots sailing ship knot, knots a sailor's knot boat knot captain knot astronaut crew <laughs> i like it okay so um, yeah he is like yeah, Matt. basically long story short Matt's just like my guy I don't know and Chris is like but really does one ever know you know just go for it and then eventually he's like so what you're saying is you don't want to get engaged and he's like staring at me he's like look in my eyes Matt what you're saying I'm not angry just disappointed it was so and Matt's like sitting like this and and Chris is looking at him just like <laughs> Insane. Shaking with rage, he all I saw in his eyes was like I like the angry determination of I will get you to that proposal spot and I will get you to propose. Like you know, I, Mike Fleiss is like you're getting a bonus this year if you can get if you can get someone engaged. Yeah, but you know and it's Chris like is like my bonus, my Hawaii <laughs> house. No, it's <laughs> slipping through my fingers. Now I'm only gonna be able to afford Kihei, not Wyala. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet cotton candy, Rachel. I just like his eyes were a flame of like, I will get you to the proposal spot to make you have this conversation there. Horrifying. Like it it was like it was almost this energy of like, I don't fucking care if you are miserable or if you end up turning this woman down, but I will get you to the proposal spot, which by the way, they did. Because then later Rachel gets the quote-unquote note from Matt that was like, meet me at the lake. Super nonchalant. Let's talk about it. It's the damn proposal spot. And I'm like, that note did not give off proposal energy. That was like, hey, let's meet by the lake. Yeah, Matt was like, let's meet by the lake. And then they're like, oh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and stand over here? A little they, to the left? No. A little to the left? Oh, would you look at oh, this? 
this. Look at this beautiful pergola fire setup. Matt's like about to put one of his his turtlenecks on in a sweater, and they're like, "What if we just put this suit on? We're just doing a fitting. We're just doing a quick fitting. Can you hop in the car? Carrie's down the way. He's down the way. Just hop in the car, quick." That's what it felt like. I couldn't believe totally. it. That's all that Chris wanted. He's like, I'm going to get you to the proposal spot where you have to have this conversation in person with her on a knee. And he was so scary. And he's just like, there's a lot to unpack. This is not the guy I was talking to a week ago. (gasps) I could not believe that. That that was the part where I was like, (gasps) he's about to kill him. (laughs) And then he said, well, and then Matt came back. Matt was coming back for him. And I was just like, yes, Matt. And he was like, yeah, well, that's how I felt. And I still feel. But you're silly if you don't get new perspectives when you hear about new things and new situations. And then Chris basically said, what, because your dumbass mom said that love wilts and ends. <laughs> and then he said, what kind of greeting card is that? Which is, you know, a smart way to think about your life. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He literally sh- like was like, what? Because your mom said love wilts and dies? Sounds like a great greeting card, Matt. I mean, these were his words. I'm like, oh, so life is like a Hallmark <laughs> card now. Like, that's how we're making decisions here? Yeah, sounds Oh, is that how logical. your marriage went, uh, Chris? Oh, Chris. Yep. Your marriage was like a Hallmark card, right? Right. right? Hmm? Is this what you suggest? No, it's also Chris, a master of his craft, did not say Hallmark. He said greeting card because he knows branded. Don't get that. Don't get that line cut. Oh, my God. He is a master of his craft as much as I hate to admit it. Mm. He did definitely say greeting card. Mm -hmm. He never uses any product names unless (laughs) he is getting hefty cash. He's like, would you like a clink tissue? Winks at the camera. You want to put a little snack in a Ziploc uh, plastic, <laughs> plastic baggie? Bag? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I'm trying you to- go into Chris's own personal home. You open the refrigerator and all the soda is covered. <laughs> Just in his own home. You can't see any labels in this house unless I'm getting paid for it. There, You're not seeing any what my cereal boxes look like. Would you like a cu- soda? <laughs> A pop? You want a little glass of uh, custom some tequila? <laughs> I mean, oh lord, incredible. Um, <sighs> but he was he was pushing him back, and and he was you know Matt's saying it's the easy thing for me to jump in without being sure. So that would be easy for me, yes, to propose to somebody. But I'm trying to think of what could hurt someone, and you know, yeah. <sighs> Chris walks away and Chris has one. Matt's like, I want a healthy, lasting relationship. Chris is like, that's not what this is about. It's about love. Passionate love. Illogical love. Just jump into any decision. He, Chris left, by the way. He had one hand in his pocket and you saw him exiting. And like, I felt like I saw him shaking. Like, as soon as the camera was cut, he just took like the axe that's outside the house, stuck in the wood and just was like, fuck. I just jumped. And the producers are like, Chris is having one of his things again. (laughs) Chris is like, Polly, I need to do some archery today. Let some steam off. I want another another one of those hot stone massages. (sighs) The handlers are like, oh no, Chris is, Chris is angry again. Do you think he'll, 
<laughs> I guess it's time to bring Neil Lane in for one of the conversations. <laughs> He's a lot more gentle. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. The housekeepers in his suite are like, he's like, get out! And he gets back <laughs> out. Throws the do not disturb sign on the door. <laughs> he's just wrecking suite after suite this whole season. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's just like this rock star, but he's just so angry that no one's proposing. <laughs> he's tearing down the shower curtain and they're like, wow, Chris is like pillows. this big Molly crew type guy. Like the, the curtains are gone. Like, what is he doing in there? Is he's partying? It's just like, no, he's raging because the love isn't working. <laughs> pushing the TV off the thing. It's just this montage of him just like <sighs> chucking stuff out the balcony, you know, from the ho- from the suite. Honestly, I like this Chris we've created a lot better. Me too. He's m- way more fun. Okay, so Michelle's date. Before we get into Michelle's date, you want yeah, to take a let's quick do little, it. A little pausey pause. Um, well, broads, listen, the weather is starting to warm up a little bit. Spring is coming here, okay? I mean, at least in Los Angeles, I know some of you all are still ankle deep in snow, and it's I'm sorry, but just try you. to imagine the spring sun, the warm breezes. They're on their way to you. And with the warmer weather, all I want to do is spend every second outside. It's just one of my favorite times of year. And this year I'm even more excited because I've decided to upgrade our outdoor space with, with some pieces from Article's newest outdoor collection. Wow, wow, wow. Girl, yeah. I saw some of your pieces as you were putting that little outdoor space together. I saw that. Yeah, okay, I'm just excited as you are. I'm, I'm fully inviting myself over for some backyard hangs this summer. Be warned, be forewarned. You are welcome um, anytime. You know what? I'm coming just for the article because article pieces are the best when it comes to any area of your home. But their newest outdoor collection is just next level, people. Everything from solid teak dining sets to rattan sectionals. The designs are amazing and the quality is, if you can believe it, even better. I mean, it's honestly shocking how beautifully built all of Article's pieces are because the prices are so fair. The reason being, Article cuts out all of the middlemen. No showrooms or salespeople means that they can cut their cost and pass the savings right on to their customer. And the cherry on top, fast shipping with a hassle-free 30-day return policy and super simple exchanges. The team at Article has thought of everything girl every time we do one of these ads i quickly zoom over to the article.com site and i just looked and i'm like wow blown yeah, away yeah blown away. blown away so many cute pieces um and articles offering our listeners 50 dollars off your first purchase of a hundred dollars or more so go to article.com slash chatty and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout again like i've said before there are some pieces that are just a little over 100 bucks so you get them basically 50 percent off when you use this yes, code yes. so anyway uh, go to article.com slash chatty. Discount will automatically be applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty. You're going to get your 50, $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Mm-hmm. Oh, broads. Oh, broads who have not, we've not been able to sing this little ditty in person for so long. Mm. It's only been over Zoom. So Becca, let's sing it. It's time to talk about Fab Fit Fun. <laughs> Oh my god, a crescendo. Oh my god, and it was kind of jazzy too. Oh, I have chills. Oh wow, it was so good. So good like FabFitFun. FabFitFun is the premium subscription box that has everything you need to show yourself a little bit of love giftiness, okay? They just launched their box for the spring season, and I'm telling you, Broads, it's the best one yet. So many good things oh my in this god, box. Yeah, the spring box is themed Grow Forth, and so it's all about personal growth. And like Jess said, it's all about loving on you. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it features amazing products from 20 female-founded brands. So you're pretty much guaranteed to find some of your new favorite things in there. With each box, you're going to get 
whole a whole amazingly curated set of full-size beauty, wellness, and home products from some of the best-selling brands on the market. So this season's box features items from brands like Grown Alchemist, Cocoa Floss, MAC, Splendid, and so many more. So when my box shows up on my doorstep, I swear I'm like a kid in a candy store just going through everything. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to pick favorites this season, but if I had to, I would say the short stories LED indoor planter is top of the list because Ooh. I've always wanted to be able to grow my own herbs and I've been trying unsuccessfully Ooh. to do so for years. So yes, this indoor planter is everything. And also the Splendid Faux Fur Slippers, which I have not been taking off until actually like 30 minutes ago. Nice. They are so comfy. Order your spring box today. Sign up now so you can snag amazing products like the Splendid Faux Fur Slippers or the Short Stories Planter when you customize. Use coupon code CHATTY for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, that's fabfitfun.com, $10 off your spring box. All right. Well, Michelle and Matt's one-on-one. I mean, nothing really happens. They go down the side of the building. I'm like, why couldn't I repel down the side of the mansion if they get to repel down the side of Nima Colon? You know, that's all I was thinking about is I was just picturing you repelling down the side of the mansion. And I'm like, what the heck? I also have this like theory that the guy who is having the repelling guy is the same guy as the zipline guy from earlier on that they had. And also on the skydiving and also on the farm. I I think it's the same guy. I think like Nima Colon has one guy that does everything. I would completely believe that you know yeah um i also saw someone post you know where they had they repelled then to that heart like bullseye yeah and there were giant red flags all around it and everyone was like michelle notice the giant red flags that you're repelling to take note it was incredible but also so sad um so yeah I mean, what else happens? Nothing really on that date date. No, nothing. Um, Except me picturing them rappelling down the side of the building and Chris being in one of the rooms and then them peeping in and seeing him destroying (laughs) furniture. (laughs) They see a TV fly out a window. They're like, what was that? Producers are like, hey, look over there. A falcon. (laughs) A local bird. (laughs) Local vegetation. All of a sudden, they're Blake. (laughs) Wow, check out that spotted hair over there darting into that... Manzanita. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Um, Basically, then in the evening portion of the day. Yeah, he is. We all know what's. I mean, we know what's happening. Also, Michelle knows what's happening. She's like, so can you get there emotionally? Like, do a proposal? She knew the answer to that question. (sighs) Oh, my God. And then the jerseys. I know. I know. You know, so that was some producer's idea. I know. And she's like, okay. I know. Being the amiable, sweet thing that she is. I know. She's so lovely. I hate that. I, I don't even want her for Bachelorette. They're going to put her through this this stupid show again. She doesn't even deserve that. She honestly does not. Can I tell you something about Michelle? What? And I think I've said this. I said this to you earlier, but what? I want the broads to know. And also, my TV was cutting like crazy during the Bachelorette announcement. Was it that happening to anybody else? My my TV was cutting through this whole episode. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Bachelorette, I literally don't even like I I saw who was announced and all that, but I don't know if they said this on on the show. They had Katie, they have Katie and Michelle. And the reason that Michelle, that Katie is going first, is because they offered the 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 position of bachelorette to Michelle. Yeah. And Michelle was like, I don't want to keep missing the school year for my kids. So and she turned down The Bachelor it's so for wholesome. her children. <sighs> Not even her children. No, her school kids. 
and was like, no, I, I want to finish up the year with them because I think they get to go in per- in person now because of the, the slowing down of the yeah. pandy. Yeah, the pandy. And Never now, heard that. I love that. <laughs> and now, now, she gets it in, in February. But the fact that she, are you kidding Don't me? Don't subject her to this show. Don't do it. Do not. She's too innocent. <laughs> if you hurt Michelle. No, she is going to be because this show, like we've been talking about, it doesn't matter how you fucking restructure it. To be honest, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. I mean, it would be way better. So I'd love that. But it doesn't matter if you get a black host and all the producer. The nature of reality TV is extremely exploitative and yeah. it is emotionally abusive to the people who participate in it. And we love to watch it. We love to see it. Um, but Michelle does not deserve that. Uh, don't put her through that. She is too pure. My only hope, my only hope in this is that Michelle, Michelle screams, marry me. Right. You look at Michelle and I'm so like, we're praying for a Tasha situation. Yes. I'm, 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 I see Michelle and I go, I want to marry you. And I am hoping that because of this, this marry me energy that the right guys audition for the show and she has a few really incredible guys like how Tasha had some some great options um who really want to marry her yeah we're praying we're hoping and praying and manifesting and she still really hasn't done anything on social media i know she's too pure <laughs> she's too pure and perfect she doesn't believe she doesn't deserve it i just don't i don't even know <sighs> well that's what we're gonna get and what i will tell you i was on the floor is when she was just like asking matt what he was thinking about he's like i don't know and he's like i didn't sleep at all it's all becoming real i'm having doubts and he's like the easiest thing would be to tell you what you want to hear and she's like i'm not okay with that and then when she said i've never seen her look so hard like she looked it was a facial expression we've never seen on Michelle, like just devastated. And she was like, am I supposed to fight for you? Am I not supposed to fight for you? Like, what are you actually feeling? And then he says, I don't think I could get there with you. I've been a fan of Matt. This I was not a fan of. The swiftness that this happened, Becca, was wild. It was like over and out. It was the one of the quickest breakups we've seen on the show. We didn't even really see anything from Michelle, like nothing no. on that episode. We obviously saw her after the final rose, but we didn't really see like no. Did we even see her leave? Very In the briefly, car? like like a quick like little quick. That's it. I mean, and like this is this is his number two. And the breakup was he's like I don't think I could get there with you, and she's just like in shock. And then they just like silently stand up and he like gives her a hug and walk and just closes the door and walks out. And walks out. And then. You know what? I think he like can't stand himself kind of in these moments. Like I think again, he's kind of triggered and it's like, you know. He doesn't want to hurt her. So he's like, I can't see you hurt. I can't see you hurt. I can't see you hurt. (sighs) Here's the thing though. We then end up getting tea later from Michelle and after the final rose where she says, I wanted, and this is where she was angry, is she's like, I needed closure. Obviously, that was the fastest yeah. thing we've ever seen. I'm normally one to be like, okay, about the closure thing. But yeah, it was just kind of like. It was a blip. She, they were like, all right, get on out, out the door. Here's your limo. <laughs> if I was Michelle, I would have been like, I literally would have been like, oh, is he coming back? Like, I, th- it was so quick and he walked out that I was like, oh, it kind of almost seems seems like he needed a minute. I'm sure there was a conversation with producers where she'd be like, is Matt going to like seem like, am I going to see him like to the car? And they're like, no, go get in the car. Well, and then she said, she said that she needed a closer and she 
closure and she asked the producers, I need to talk to Matt. Like, I need just a couple minutes with him. And she said, I specifically said, I'm not going to try to sway him. I don't, I'm not going to try to change his mind. I just need to have like an ending conversation. Do you think that that was Matt or do you think that that was producers? No, I think that it was producers because she thought it was Matt because then producers told her, right? Matt said he doesn't want to. And then when Matt comes out, And he said, if I would have known that, I would have done everything I could to have that conversation. And I believe Matt. I believe him. Because we've seen Matt go and extend himself. He wouldn't wouldn't have done that. Also, he's gone and extended himself with women that he's barely known. Producers were going and talking to Heather for a long. I mean, like, it's like, you know what it was? Producers were pushing as hard as they could for a Matt engagement to Rachel in that moment. They were worried that the conversation was just going to go somehow. Things were already shaky and kind of walking on eggshells trying to get him even to the point of a proposal and they were like we can't do anything to possibly jeopardize this with it which is fucked because they had a relationship and again you know exploitative emotionally manipulative and abusive situation and um yeah yeah matt just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want to talk no they didn't tell matt they didn't tell matt anything no of course they didn't and the fact when he said he said verbatim i would have done anything i could or I would, or I would have done anything. Um, he literally said, "I would have done anything to have that conversation," and I believe it. Like, I really do. And I think after she heard him say that, and after the final rose, then she said, "You know, to Emmanuel, she's like, I'm a forgiving person. I really just needed this conversation, and it's put totally. to rest now." Like, totally. But if you think from her perspective, if you think this guy who is what may be leading me on this whole time. I don't know what just happened. Now won't talk to me for five minutes to give me closure. I'd be raging. I'd be like, fuck this guy. Are you kidding me? You know? Yeah. And especially if you're someone like Michelle, who it doesn't seem like she is like this bachelor stan. Yeah. Doesn't know, you know, someone like, someone like one of us goes on the show and we go, "Eh, this might be a producer thing as much as it hurts. You kind of have that in the back of your head. Sure. (gasps) <gasps> anyways very upset about that um uh, well okay I, I gotta say i expected a lot more out of the scene where he's on the sidewalk and chris harrison is sitting down next to him i'm like this is the climactic i mean this whole episode i was like this is the climactic yeah. ending we've been waiting for but oh my god some of the lines that he got in there like when he said my dad seems some like someone who won't ever be ready for marriage i was just like i know that's and then- rough and then he, uh, he, I, by the way, I made a note. So when Matt is talking about that, he can't stop thinking about his mom and he brings up yeah. his mom again. I believe wholeheartedly that Chris went hard on him again and they edited it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause you saw some of for Matt's sure. facial expressions and some of Chris's facial expressions and you could tell that the editing was there. And I'm like, they, that he went harder on him and they cut that shit out because they don't want him to look. He's like, Matt, you got to let that go. You got to tune out literally (laughs) anything in your life that's informed your experience or, you know, the way you see the world. Think of tune it out. Think of yourself as being a newborn and you were just birthed (laughs) into the bachelor experience. You have no trauma. There's nothing that's affected your life so far. It is just bachelor. (laughs) Think about your, you know, your emotional intelligence and logic and rationale just flatlining you know and Mm -hmm. and almost imagine yourself like slipping into a coma and imagine me um taking over your brain (laughs) and then imagine that you're just going to do everything i say and you will propose to that beautiful poor sweet girl (laughs) 
and they're staring at Molly like that. He's like, <laughs> and they're like, um, we're gonna need to cut this post production. We're just putting in a note right here. Please make sure to edit out Chris um growling and threatening the lead. Thank you. <laughs> please, can you please edit the part when Chris becomes possessed by the devil? Just cut that part. And then the guys in post production like, oh shit, that happened again. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no we need again. a note. We've come, we are on it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about. It. We no got. Problem. We got you. We'll make a seamless transition. We'll put something about Bird Box in there to make it just you know, <laughs> <laughs> funny moment. Hey guys, get. Uh, hey guys, can you make sure? Uh, we know Matt's already left the scene. Can we just make sure to get some uh, some B roll of Chris sitting there looking like he's listening to Matt? We didn't really get that. Um, we didn't really get that the past 10 minutes. It was kind of a lot of Chris steam rolling over what Matt was saying. Can we just, yeah. Yeah. Chris just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at that bush. Yeah. And just nod your head. We're going to need Chris edited out, uh, because, and have him just sitting there instead, mm-hmm. because mostly what we got was him hovering a few inches above the ground on fire. <laughs> so just cut that and just have him come back and sit once he cools off a little bit. Just give him a glass of water. Just right there on that spot, that bush. Yep, nod the head. <laughs> Guys, can we get a little more powder? <laughs> His forehead's looking a little shiny. He's just dripping in sweat after the devil possessed him. <laughs> He's looking a little sweaty after his levitation. Just a little bit of... <laughs> Do we have another black shirt? <laughs> he... Re- that one, that other one disintegrated on his body when he spontaneously combusted into flames. <laughs> hey guys, Matt's, can we do a little touch up on Matt? His eyebrows got singed a little from, from Satan's, from Satan's fire leaping over. Oh my God. Oh man, <laughs> Matt's eyebrows are completely gone. Oh my god, Matt is like I I do not oh. ever want to see that man again. They're like, don't worry, bring oh. we got a different host replacing him on after. Oh my list. god, I am actually <sighs> dying. Oh, well. Anyway, then Chris comes <laughs> to tell Rachel that there's no date. Um, because <laughs> he's leaning against the like, doorpost like, like, like a oh lover. She's like, I can smell that like you've been in touch with the Dark Lord recently. You're like, she's like, have you been camping? It smells like a fire. <laughs> Rustic. He's like, touching, you know, I don't know. what. I don't know. He's doing something. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'll never be able to get that image out of my head. I'm just him he's like, busting. <laughs> and he's like, I feel a little more energized. You notice a few wrinkles are missing, you know? Yes. When he comes to with See, Rachel. That's why, that's why he swoops in and he's like, his door. sorry to bust in. See, this is why he's aging is because the only way that he stays young is when he is able to tap into the darkness yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and have these combusting moments. Yeah, yeah. And because of, you know, the, the, the when bachelor. When he resists, it ages him. You know, yeah, and the he's got to like, resist. You need to resist now. You yeah, need to yeah, keep yeah. it cool. Yeah. Like, we have to, like, play this part. You know what I'm saying? And then he's just like, <laughs> Wait until he shows up on Paradise. <laughs> he's going to be, like, bald. He's going to look like, you know, like Emperor Palpatine. Because he's going to be so, trying so hard to not let the darkness just completely overtake him. And 
work through his body on the beach, you know? <sighs> oh my God. I can't <laughs> breathe. Okay. <sighs> well, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel gets the disappointing news from the devil. <laughs> That Matt is emotional and that he needs time. And so sorry, there's not going to be a date today, at least with Matt. Okay, so <laughs> there will be a date with him. Hey, Rach, why don't we sit and have a, have a yeah, cocktail? Rach, you want to talk? You know. Champs? <laughs> you want some champers? Some lobster? Name a colon. Known for their lobster. <laughs> I'm not sure. <sighs> well, lobster catching. That's been one of the things he's been taking up on his that and the knots yeah, yeah and the yeah, knots definitely so that he's the like knots. i can show you some of my knots <laughs> he's like oh Ooh, i can open these lobsters kinky. with my bare hands just <laughs> we're like is it chris or is it satan empowering him again um now neil lane talks to matt now i have to say their little thing you know like you said neil did give him some good advice i was neil literally did. as soon as they brought neil and i was like for the love of god like why are you doing this to us first we see chris about to combust now we have to see neil lane forcing a ring on matt um but yes neil actually he wants chris's job not clearly i kind of have like a theory now that neil is actually like he he is evil, but he's kind of like I feel like he's actually sort of like an angel of darkness in a way. <laughs> okay, I sort of feel that he's counteracting Chris's energy in this, and he is actually like, are they brothers? Mm. And one is evil, and one is no. Good. I mean, I mean, Neil's definitely a brother of darkness as well. However, okay. I believe that he, in his old age, may actually be seen like some of the light, and is like. Mm. We cannot let, like, maybe this evil has gone too far. Yes, he sees Chris and he's like, this has gone, this is, it's too far for like, me. Like, maybe one day he will sacrifice himself in order to mm. do what's right. Mm. I don't like, know what like that will look like. a Spike and Buffy situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Now, I have to say, Matt gave what was probably one of the worst endorsements of a Neil Lane ring I've ever seen. Because after he talks to Neil and has the ring, he looks in the camera and goes... It looks at the ring and goes, this ring represents what my father couldn't give to my mother. And I'm like, Neil Lane is out there like, uh, He's like please, please stop. This please. Is, uh, this is not. This is not. This is not exactly what my ring stands for. This is not the commercial this I was hoping for. This ring represents the trauma that my entire family has endured yes. with our with the, the struggles for commitment and the and the childhood trauma experience. That is what this ring represents. Yes. Yes. And Neil's like, ah. Uh, and he's like, but, okay. but Neil's like, but Pear Shape was my favorite. <laughs> By the way, we find out from Neil Lane that Pear Shape was his favorite when he was little. His mom had a Pear Shaped ring, all these things. Um, and I'm like, we found out more about Neil Lane than we did about most of the women this season. <laughs> Just a thought. Yes, 100%. Um, he chooses the Pear Shaped ring. You know, Neil is laughing at the idea that he has never held a ring before. This is madness. But now he holds his pear-shaped ring and is debating. And this is where I wrote down, I was like, and I don't mean this in a shady way. I mean this in like a wholeheartedly, like my heart was hurting because most of us do need therapy. But I was like, this is where I was like, this is where Matt needed to be talking to a therapist, need to be processing these thoughts. No, instead, not Matt just alone sat- in a room talking no, no. to Chris Harrison. Yes, and instead, Matt sat, uh, you know, he sat up all night staring at that ring. Oh, yeah, and it was across the room. I don't even know room. if it was overnight, but he was just like, 
Yeah. And he, you know, it's like one of the scenes in a movie where he's dripping in sweat and the ring keeps coming closer yes. in the room. Yeah. Like, and he blinks his eyes. Ding. It's yes. even closer. Like, I feel like it was a psychological <laughs> horror scene in his mind. Poor man. Oh, poor man. He was being tortured. Yes. Straight up. Well, Rachel was also having a rough night. Um, not knowing what was about to happen. She was looking very sad in a robe the next day and she receives yeah, a letter robe. from Matt and um, she's shocked it's not from Chris Harrison asking her to meet him by the lake, <laughs> but instead it is from Matt. Uh, she's like, oh, the lake where I met up with Chris last night? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't slander Rachel like that. I will slander her in about 15 minutes, but... But, um, yeah, so like we said... Um, they this is a forced proposal what the fuck moment. What was that fireplace set up? Like, I'm sorry, what was that? Now, I will thing? tell you this it was romantic looking for a but, date, like with a table and a chair. Yes, but it's because I think I, I believe I believe wholeheartedly that they threw this together last minute yes. because they were like, there will be a proposal scene, and Matt <sighs> is not wanting to propose. We will make this happen. Everybody, quick set designers, do your worst, and like everyone just threw together something as quickly as they could. Yeah, I mean, it had the same energy as Rachel's room. That's for sure. That shit was so ugly. Yeah, I the see the fireplace again. It was ominous to me. It was weird. It felt like a sacrifice. It did, and I think it was about to be. Also, you if know, he didn't, if he didn't, the music. I do have to give some major props to your friends who do the music because they perfectly crafted music that was cinematic but not and kind of romantic but not happy romantic like it was a little ominous but also romantic Mm. but also cinematic but left you like why is the music making me feel this way like if you don't know anything that's going on if you've been living under a rock and don't know about everything that's going on because it's on every news station by the way i i actually turned on live television recently and literally every news station was talking about chris harrison it was wild yes like mainstream news wild today uh, no, the past couple days. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways. I thought they did a fantastic job. late to job. the game, guys. It's been over a month. <laughs> Come on, everybody. All right. Well, whatever. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, they end up... He... I mean, we can make this quick. Yeah. He... Oh, there was one moment, by the way, where Chris was talking to Matt right beforehand, and he said that he's still lacking some clarity, but he does love Rachel, and he feels more and more sure of that that he does love her and then chris tells him to gather his thoughts and what felt like to me in kind of a little bit of a belittling way said Mm. like and say a little prayer (laughs) and i was like are we reading into everything yes and we won't stop but it was kind of because he's irritated with matt now he's pissed at matt and the way he said it i was just like oh my god anyways just a little side note 100 percent, i agree Um, Rachel shows up. I was going to ask you, do they, does Carrie dress them for the finale? Okay, you can tell. Because I was about to say, I will say, normally I do enjoy Rachel's fashion. I think she looks very cute most of the time um, with her style choices. This was not, I was like, this is not Rachel. This dress, though I love the cut, is green and glittery. Kind of has like Wicked Witch energy. I was about to say Wizard of Oz, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like Wizard of Oz. And combining Wicked Witch of the West with the shoes and, you know. Yes, and then the dangly dress. earrings that did not match the mm. dress at, in the least. Now, I have to jump ahead, but 
Michelle's outfit, I have to say, in After Final Rose was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And Rachel also looked beautiful. Yeah. But that Michelle dress was a big bachelor energy dress. The earrings? Mm-hmm. Loved the earrings. The yeah, color no. within the sequence. But yeah, within. Rachel's look, I was I felt a little I felt for her in that moment. I was like, wow. Yeah, because I you was like, You know that she was like, okay. It wasn't her choice. She loves red. She always wears red. You know, she probably wanted to wear either a white or a Something red dress. Super sleek and simple, you know, and they were like, yeah. <laughs> and, and Carrie's like, how about some more rhinestones? She's like, I was saying maybe a little more downplayed. He's yeah, like, how about some more rhinestones? <laughs> Swarovski, green for your eyes. And she's just kind of like, okay. She's like, sure. I want to be, I want to go, you know, I don't want to be difficult. I don't, wanna, I don't want production to say I'm chandelier difficult. chandelier earrings. I don't know what type of metal they're made of. They look a little more rusty than anything <laughs> here. Actually, the color of those earrings looked like knight's armor. Like it was neither silver, nor white gold, nor gold, nor... I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was a horrible (laughs) color. (laughs) Looked like old knight's shields. Yeah, I was even thinking like a a web type thing. Yeah. With the... the Carrie. Carrie, come on. This is... is What is this salary (laughs) that you're getting paid? I know, seriously. I would love to replace you oh, carrie yeah i would love to do your job can we maybe we should start cancel hashtag cancel carrie <laughs> oh, no. sorry carrie just kidding just kidding just kidding just kidding but like can someone find something to dig up on him if there is something i mean it's just his job is to to his fashion and it's not looking great so why i feel like that's really man, all you we, need why do we have an old white man dressing the women and that's the question do you know how many Young women would kill that position. You know how many women, yes, would actually put the, the, the them in. D- like very stylish, sexy, beautiful, you classic. You know, all we're going to see Katie in is like black leather oh, shorts no. and bedazzled jackets. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to. Oh, no. Yeah. You know he's going to go to town on her. And, he's you know, go it's like, I don't feel like she's someone who's super confident in her own style, like a Tasha. Yeah. Yeah. Where Tasha so was just like, just no, gonna, no, no, no. <laughs> put him in his place. Yeah. And she's not even like a Hannah who's going to be like, let's do it. You know, yeah. he's going to throw her in something. She'll be like, OK. Yeah. You know, and some bedazzled halter top. And I did love Katie's outfit, too. She had that cute hot pink. And then her shoes yeah. were like all rainbow, different color rhinestones. Yeah, but they were very cute. sexy and cool and like, oh, it was fun. Yeah. Yikes. Carrie, don't. No. Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, tone it back. Well, uh, so Matt and Rachel have their moment. Um you know, she, I do, I can't, I have to be real. I felt like her speech was good. I felt like she held the confidence. She was like. It was a little long. It was long, but and I, I'm not being a hater about her. I was just kind of like, oh my God, they're really letting her just go on and on with this yeah. little speech. I though thought it was probably like everything he needed to hear because she okay. was like, I wanted to be there for you when you were hurting. And I okay. wish you would tell me I won't be running away. She was basically validating him asking her to just be his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Like, and then as soon as he did ask her to just be his girlfriend, there was no reaction of like irritation. It was very much like, yeah, let's do this thing. Totally. And um, I mean, probably just knowing that it would make a breakup easier. <laughs> yep. And paradise is oh, inside. I mean, when he brought up his dad again, though, even just with that conversation with Rachel, I was like... I know. He just he with, just needs to he, with genuine peace and love, you need some help or you need to really just you, you need to process more. He it just seemed obvious he needs think, to process. And I more. think I think watching him after the final rose and then also watching him on Good Morning America, he was very much like, I need time to myself to process. And he kept saying that. And I, I think 
yeah, that's what that's what needs to happen. I mean, it is good that I think that that the reason I don't think he will look on this show with total animosity in the future, although I understand if he still has some, is I do think that it was an expedited process to him learning what he needs to work on for himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times it is the most difficult pressurized situations that will make you learn the most about yourself. And so I have to say that this process, you know, might have expedited some work that needed to be done that might have taken years for him to figure out. Mm -hmm. And it, and you know, it might've been a relationship might've taken, you know, maybe he might've had a relationship in the future where he might've figured out all those lessons he needed to learn in maybe like a more, not a more difficult, but in a, I don't know. So like, I'm trying to look at that as a silver lining of like, I feel like this really taught him what he needed to Mm -hmm. just focus on for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hope that like that's a good thing and I hope that he gets help and support and I hope that he's able to and I think he will I think Matt's a fantastic person yeah, I think that's too. what we've seen of Matt and yeah. I think that he is so capable and and honest and I think that you know I feel like I, I don't know I just feel like we're gonna see like an even better version version of Matt in the future if he chooses to share that with us yeah I think he's gonna grow to be an even better person yeah much love for matt well then we uh we see them smooch and then they get i think the same carriage that queen victoria arrived in so that was cool (laughs) that that was their exit (laughs) it's the same carriage budget is low okay um so now after the final rose um first and foremost i just have to clear this up um love emmanuel Acho so much why did they put that suit on him? Why didn't they size it properly? Honey, that was my first my that was my first note I made here. I was like, did he request it to fit like this? Like I, I'll tell you that I've seen I've seen him in many other circumstances and I've never seen him in a suit that type. Did before. Carrie do that? I blame Carrie. Okay, cancel him. <laughs> if that if Carrie did that suit, he deserves to be canceled. Oh, people are gonna get so mad that they don't even know who Carrie is and they're gonna get triggered. I'm joking. I know. For the love of God. I know. Care. I, I, it, 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 it I was, was like, afraid for him to make any sudden moves. I, I thought know, it was just going to split in just half. Split. I know. I know. It was lit. It was painted on his body. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like an artist in the background, just like, like an airbrush artist. Like actually painted it on. It's not actually. You know, a and suit. We, you said like, you know, he was a little stiff at first and he was, but I think he was also stiff because he was, he was afraid that he was going to bust yeah. out of the suit. He was uncomfortable. He was physically uncomfortable in his suit that was much too tight for him. It was like a cartoon. Yeah. How dare they? Also with the plot. I mean, I didn't mind the look. I didn't mind combined the with the tightness. I'm sorry, See, no, with the red the turtleneck with the tight, yeah, it was, tight plaid. It, it, it was, was calm. It was looking like a cartoon. Yeah, it was not. It was. It was not good. It was not good. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't love the plaid <laughs> and the red turtleneck. I wish that it would have. They would have given him like a uh, little more of like um you know, a black suit with maybe with a white turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're on the same page. But, uh, but it was, it was the fit that was, do you think it was, do you think it was, uh, Chris's stylist who's really buddy buddies with Chris and they're like, we're going to make him look like a fool. Probably. Or they, (laughs) they're so, they're so bad. Chris is like, sabotage him. Everybody. Sabotage (laughs) him, Carrie. I saw people saying like, it's actually like they're too, they're too stingy with their budget and it's actually Chris's suit. And I was like, there's no way Chris, would wear a plaid suit. 
also, but I no, could picture right. Chris wanting to copy Matt and wearing a turtleneck. I could, Chris, yeah, I could look see nice. Chris being like, hey, check the situation out. What do you know? I didn't even know you were a turtleneck the whole season. Wait, no. People might confuse us as brothers. <laughs> that's that's hundred. <laughs> that's the kind of joke and Matt's just make. like. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, Michelle looks gorgeous. Absolutely, she comes out like she says. She said Matt wouldn't talk to her for two minutes. Um, love that Emmanuel had to pull the classic Chris Harrison line. You really were in love with him, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Classic love. Um, uh, yeah. They sit down. Michelle's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Okay, sorry." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, that's my oh, I will version. say no. Emmanuel then did have the conversation. He did ask Michelle's opinion about Rachel and the pictures. Oh yes. Um, and she said that she was she was hurt. Um, she did say that you know she's like Rachel has a good heart, but there's a lot of learning. Um, but then Emmanuel brought up Chris Harrison trying to defend her, and Michelle was saying it's just this other weight that was already added on to difficult times. Um, and she's like, people are making statements, but not changing anything, and it's exhausting. And this is where then my brain was going, oh, my God, I know that Tasha and Caitlin are hosting Katie's season. What about Michelle's season now? So, I mean, she mm. she obviously she didn't get into great detail about Chris Harrison, but she made it very clear that it's exhausting and that the franchise makes these statements, but things aren't changing. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm sure she also understands like the weight of what Matt is it she she understands the weight of what Matt's experiencing mm-hmm. to a degree she hasn't been in that role yet again save Michelle mm-hmm. please get her out of this position <laughs> I'm now campaigning for Michelle do not be the bachelorette <laughs> and I know people are going to be like what please do not put her through this experience please oh we must preserve her we must save her I'm afraid oh also by the way um Brie, did I say this at the top of the episode? Brie was not. She Brie was at the after the final rose. She was on Nick Vial's um, uh, uh, podcast. If you haven't listened, it's a very yeah. good listen. She is just absolutely fantastic. She is, yeah, love her. And um, she was at after the final rose. She talked to Emmanuel. She did not talk to Matt. Um, they did not air it for some reason. She was like, it is disappointing. Um she said she has been disappointed on on many occasions because of the franchise. And when uh, Nick asked her if they would be seeing her on Paradise, she said, after my experience, I would venture to say probably not. So, tea. Yeah, tea. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm like, specifically black women on this show. That's why I'm like, honestly, this is, I re- just realized it's more. I'm like, seriously, I do not, I'm not, I'm actually not joking. Like, I do not stand. <laughs> do not really stand Michelle's bachelorette because I feel like there's just going to be another like I felt like this situation with Matt was so emotionally abusive yeah it was and I think I think to echo what Rachel Lindsay has said um because I heard her and Van Lathan talking about like where do you go from here with this because that's like kind of like where where the franchise is at after seeing this this um season with matt and how much he was exploited how emotionally abusive abusive it was um what then the women the aftermath with chris harrison all of this um it's like where do you go from here and rachel was talking about like i feel like the only way for it to work is to build it from the ground up again like end it start it again and have it be like a completely different infrastructure I don't even know if that I mean again it's real I I do I do get that I think it would be better but 
the problem too is the audience and you gotta under i think that um what rachel would probably agree with Lindsay, is that one of the most traumatic experiences is coming off of the show well that's what Bree said so so nick was like how tough was it you know he's like nick was saying like, i get so irritated when people are like like you know well, they what knew you're getting yeah. into and Bree was like it wasn't actually too bad for me on the show she was like it's getting off that was horrible and yes what comes after yes and even as i've talked about this before like even as someone who had a great edit i didn't have any really qualms with my experience but it is still and people liked me it I'm telling you, it's just like get being thrust into the public eye is a little bit traumatizing, regardless of. And then being a black person on the show. And just depending on what you've shared on the show and all that, it is got to be incredibly traumatizing because you've got, I'm sorry, like a bunch of fucking. Racist ass people watching the show like who think they're not racist or people who are explicitly racist watching the show who are harassing and just ugh, ugh. so I'm like I don't know even if you restructure restructure and build from the ground up it still does not protect people from the audience mm. Mm. I mean unless maybe the thing that I would say is maybe if they structure some sort of serious support system ongoing after the show but that has never been the priority of any reality tv show and i don't think it ever will because it makes for so much more of a chaotic mess when people are just mm. traumatized mm -hmm. so i i hear where rachel's coming from in that but i have to say i just don't think that's going to solve so many of the problems mm -hmm. and i'm not saying don't do it because of that but i i'm just saying i think that there will still be a lot of issues yeah, yeah because it's yeah. the people i mean and and even after last night i'm just like oh my god i don't even want to look on the internet and see what people are saying about matt no <sighs> i know it's awful well um matt and emmanuel uh then spoke and this is when I think Emmanuel sunk into that sweet spot and he was fantastic. Absolutely. This fantastic. is where it was fucking cool because after all this whole season of my man, Chris Harrison, my man, my oh man. My and to have Emmanuel sit down with him and be like, how was it? My brother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was like, OK, this is someone well, who fucking understands. It, it also was just like like. This was the conversation that should have happened night one. Yeah. yeah like yeah. this. You saw Matt open up more than we've ever seen Matt open up by a mile in because this conversation with Emmanuel because he was safe and Emmanuel was like asking him direct questions he was like Emmanuel was so good at still like he has he has the ability to um still continue to like kind of be like okay and like kind of push it a little yeah. bit but also just have like this really healthy conversation with yeah. Matt. And um, then they had this conversation about how, you know, Matt is talking about how he felt like he had to be on his best behavior on the show because he's like, I'm coming mm -hmm. to its TV screen and going to be in the living room every week for a lot of people who don't often interact with a black man. And I now I'm have, the one for the day. Yes. And I feel this pressure and talking about how he, um, feels like they as as black men they're conditioned to make people comfortable with yeah. their blackness and 
um, talking about how sharing any type of emotion felt like weakness to him. So then that's maybe why we didn't see that piece of him on, on the television. And yeah, it was a really powerful conversation. Um, well, and then Emmanuel brings up like, oh, so you guys are not still together with Rachel. Yeah. And there were some things that Matt said that to me were really like, whew, gave me chills. Like he said, one of the things he said was just like, Rachel might not know what it's like to be black in America. And it was like, might not. <laughs> well, she definitely doesn't know. Yeah. But and then one the, the one line that I really that that sort of said everything was he said, if you don't understand that that's wrong in 2018, like there's a lot of me that you won't understand. Mm-hmm. And I will go on and on about this a little bit later, but. You know, it's just like, yeah, if this is where she was at three years ago in her journey, he's been black his whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I think him looking out for himself is like. Y'all, what is my life good? Like, what is our how how is her understanding of my experience and maybe like of our future children's experience that was when he brought up you when know? he brought up to her like we're talking about having kids together like if you can't understand that and i think um i also think something that he he said numerous times and then i heard him repeat again on good morning america was he told emmanuel he's like when i first heard about everything he goes when you when you believe you know a person better than other people do when you're in love with them you try to be there for them he's like so obviously i try to dismiss these all as rumors right. initially um, and you pray that they're not true. And then when he was saying though, like when you, when I found out that they were, I questioned everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do have to say until this conversation, you know, obviously we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but this is when it hit me hard. Like what Matt's been going through because he does love this person on top of everything on top of then, um, the amount of, horrific racism that I'm sure he's experiencing in his DMs when he wasn't um, saying anything about Rachel, right? All these people who are supportive of Rachel and then supporting Chris Harrison coming at him. He's having all of this on top of actually being in a relationship with this person, feeling completely blindsided, like all of these things. And he then said, um, like I was saying, he said numerous times, is that what, what got him was that he had to explain to her why it was painful. Yep. It wasn't yep. that she did it. It was the it was like that she couldn't understand. And and again, I I think we just got a little smidgen of it, but because he kept bringing it up, it makes me think that this was a very lengthy, very ongoing conversation, aka we didn't hear from her for 6 weeks that it was a lengthy conversation between them. It wasn't just like a what do you mean? Like, it was like, how do you not get this? How do you not get this? How do you not get this? Yep. Uh, yep. Yup. 100%. And that that's what I, I remembered what, when he said that going into their conversation and was like, there, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. He also, I also liked when he said, and I love, this is where Emmanuel Ocho was spot on, where he was like, um, you know, but what he kept prompting, which I love, like, but what would you say, you know, to the people who are angry, you know, about mm-hmm. this or that? I don't remember what the exact question was, but Matt was like, you know, put that energy towards supporting people of color. And mm-hmm. I just loved it. He was teed up to bat, like to hit everything like. <sighs> but. 
But he sits down with Rachel. First of all, how is her hair so shiny? The shiniest. How? How? I just don't. I don't even know her hair is always. I don't know. Also, also by the sun. way, I love that Emmanuel literally asked him. It was the most different than Chris Harrison energy I've ever seen. He literally said, may I speak to her before you speak with her? And it was like this beautiful moment of like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm. Like mm. it was just this like moment mm. of consent of like, is that cool? Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's probably gonna happen anyways, but is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So uh, okay, so there's some things. Like mm-hmm. I at first I was like, okay, like you know, she's like, just because I want to talk about, just because what is it? You know, people are telling me that, like it's normal in my town, whatever. Just because it's normal doesn't mean it's okay. I was like, okay. Yeah, when she came out and he was yeah. like, how are you? Yeah, and she's yeah, like, I yeah, don't want to yeah. play the victim card yeah, here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's tough, but I don't want to go yeah, there. Okay. Which I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait about 10 minutes before I start playing the victim card. Um, So then he talks about, and I actually really liked that he brought up the thing about, I say racially insensitive because like that fuels racism. But, you know, I've, I, I've sometimes been like, but, it seems weird to like call this action racist. Like, you know, she, like she, she's racist. Cause she was like, I was like, you know, that doesn't really describe it. And I just thought the way he broke it down made a lot of sense. And I hope that people, you know, heard that. Of yeah. Being like, and he also, when he said prejudice is a willful commitment to ignorance. Mm. And then he was like, who do you blame for that ignorance? Mm. You know? Yeah. Asking the good questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Oh, and then also <laughs> quick, the one that I was just like, dude, when he said history is meant to be remembered, not always meant to be celebrated. Yeah. And she's all, mm-hmm, yes, totally. I was writing down <laughs> his quotes as quickly as I could. I was just like, oh, I'm trying to grab all of them. Thank goodness afterwards, Twitter was like, like just doing all the quotes. I was yeah. like, oh, screenshots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I thought it was interesting that she said she was blindsided by the breakup. Yeah, I think we saw when Matt came back out and she kept saying over and over and over again, like, I know how much you're in love with me, which makes me realize like, yeah, it was in that. That's when the dynamic to me started to shift a little bit. Um, I think also, too, when Emmanuel was asking, like, what took you so long to apologize? And she was like. You know, I wanted to not just say the right words, but understand, which I totally let's like, yes, I think it's it's important to actually pause. But it was two months. But as well, not only that, but even if it was two months and even if that was the time that it took for her to understand. okay, but then, honey. It's like it didn't make sense to her why like it wasn't working with Matt. And it's like, because, hon, if it took you eight weeks for him to explain to you what is wrong with all this shit, like not that everyone has to start from somewhere. But if you're starting right now, then it probably doesn't make sense for you to enter into a relationship with someone who is affected by your ignorance and racial insensitivity. And I can't and I can't help but like think about the fact that what triggered the initial the initial post was chris harrison and then all the the backlash yeah. that rachel Lindsay was receiving yeah. so it, it wasn't like this came out of thin air you know and yes everything yes to everything you're you saying. know what i'm saying yeah. it's like well that's, well that's well that's what you're missing is that like if this is just where you're starting on the journey which which some everyone has a starting point and i really do have compassion for rachel in that sense i really do because everyone has somewhere they need to start yeah. and i know yeah. people say you know like oh well you're too old i mean 
some people now are, you know, in their 50s starting to learn, to unlearn things that they've been taught all their life. I know, you know? my like, mom's been the past couple years. My mom's almost 60 years old and she's been on like a, an active uh, path to really unlearn and, and a lot of things that she's like, you know, she's, she's, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And she's trying to start her anti-racist work now. Yes. And you know, it's like, depending on the algorithm, you know, you might only get shown certain things on the internet because of the community that you live in. You might only surrounded by certain types of people because of the schools you went to and the church you grew up in. You might have only certain ideas reinforced. So I know we sometimes do say like, oh, well, you're this age, you should have educated yourself. Sometimes, you know, it's, because of all these different circumstances, sometimes you have not been exposed to as much knowledge as other people Mm -hmm. have had exposure to. Um, But what, what she seems to be missing and what she seemed to be missing in this conversation was it wasn't necessarily wrong that she's just starting to learn certain things, just talking about where she's at in her journey. But you need to understand that that's why it's hard for Matt. Is Matt is like I I don't want to have a relationship mm-hmm. with someone who mm-hmm. is just starting now in that journey. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put myself through that mm-hmm. when I've been put through the trauma all my life of having mm-hmm. to appease white people and having to make people comfortable with my blackness as he was saying. And so he's like, I don't want to put myself through this shit of being with someone who's just starting their anti-racism work. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be this tool in her toolbox of her learning journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like she wasn't picking up on in this conversation. That's what couldn't get to her head. And it was like, (sighs) okay, anyway. No, no, completely. And it's like, not, not only that, that in itself, I can't even imagine. Add to that being in the public eye and having a million followers and 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 all of that that like the amount that he is receiving the influx that he is receiving every day of what i can't imagine well and he said if something that really hit me in the chest yeah. is he said i didn't sign up to have this conversation and that's where i was like this yeah this whole he didn't want to go on be the bachelor and be the black bachelor like yes that is sort of what he signed up for but he didn't sign up to explain to his girlfriend about yes. why her actions yes. was problematic yes. he didn't sign up to be put on national television and to be and honestly Rachel whether or not it was her intention and like I said I really do feel compassion for her in certain areas she put him in the position of she put him in the very bad position of being like but like why can't we just like move past this and move on Mm -hmm. and that's the part that she didn't get but when she did that he he didn't sign up to be now this villain who won't just forgive and accept and move on. Mm-hmm. And that and what he did was what he needed to do to protect himself. But now he's even being further traumatized because you know what? I've already seen what people are saying on the internet. Like, well, he just couldn't have any grace for her and yada, 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 yada. Um, and uh, there was this line. Sorry, I'm on one right now. There was this line where, um, you know, so you know how how Emmanuel was kind of like teeing up all these different things like yeah. like to Matt where he was like, well, what do you say to the people who say this? And you knew when he was saying it, he was kind of like, he knew in his head the yes. answer to that question, yes. but he was prompting it. Mm-hmm. There was an instance, I wish I had written it down. Some question he asked Rachel. Oh, he asked Rachel like, but like, but but what do you tell Matt? 
that like how, how something about the girl you were in 2018 and the woman who's like in front of him now that right? like that's the one he fell in love with i felt like he was giving her that opportunity to be like but it but it doesn't make a difference but but her answer was like i feel like she like he was he was prompting her to give like the quote right answer and instead she she it like flew past her head and she goes that's what I've been, that's, she's like, yeah, she's basically like, yeah, Emmanuel. And she like looks at him and she's like, that's what I was trying to tell you. Like I came for, she said, I came for you and I love every part of you. And and that includes you being a black man. And, and she literally did, rolled yeah. over it like that. Yeah. And that was, and I don't see color conversation, which was cut out by the way of her overnight date, which we saw in the previews at the very beginning of the season that she was just like, love is love. And like color doesn't matter to me. This was another iteration of that same idea. What she was saying to him was, I love every part of you, including you being a black man. But this is like what, what I sat with after this is I was like, this is what Rachel's missing. And this is what so many people, uh, that's what so many of us miss is that um, the identity of being a black person in America is not just an afterthought of like, Jess, I love you for you, like Andrew Alopecia, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. or like Andrew Quirky Fashion Sense, mm -hmm. or like, and the way, you know, you are, you take a long time to respond to my texts, like mm -hmm. sort of this like, and these like quirky personality traits, like, yeah. Being black isn't just in America, isn't just like a, a personality right. trait. Yes. It is his identity. And that's what Matt was trying to say. It's like, I walk through our country through every day with this identity that I cannot shed that is a marker to other people who treat me differently and who I have to try to adjust myself in order to have a smoother experience in my life like mm -hmm. I have to constantly be shifting and adjusting because of what people see when they see me it's not an afterthought and that's what Rachel was missing she did still does not fully comprehend and I think a lot of people still don't fully comprehend how their whiteness and I think I do, I still have work to do on comprehending how our whiteness influences every way in which we move about the world mm -hmm. in the way it gives a little sprinkle and sometimes a really big dollop of privilege as we move about in our life experiences and work and school and walking down the street and mm -hmm. going into a liquor store and every every single possible thing and that's just to me what she was missing in all of this is she still doesn't understand that being black isn't just like a isn't just like another thing to love it is yeah, it is. It is an all an all encompassing experience, and that to me is what this conversation showed: is that she just does not grasp that. And what made me so sad is that I knew, I knew when she was crying and doing her whole thing, I knew that so many other white women in America were going to see themselves in Rachel in a good way and being like, "Why can't people just like just it's why can't we just be about like love and acceptance and like why can't we just." move on from this why do you know that argument of like why do we have to make everything about race yeah well I I watching that there was there was that specific moment when she was crying and I just felt like I was so I was so grateful that Matt was willing to have this conversation for all of us on television because when he looked at her and he said um 
the feelings that like I don't have for you, they don't go away overnight. Seeing you like this hurts, but I don't want to be emotionally responsible for those tears. And the work that needs to be done is not work that I want to do, nor do I need to do, nor can I do right now for you. And also when he said too, he's like, I don't, the last thing I want is for people to cancel you. I want you to be called in, but you have to do that on your own. And I feel like that's what I'm saying. That was the part where I feel like so unfortunately, so many viewers are going to look and just be like, you don't want to be emotionally responsible for her, but love is about like the ins Mm, and outs and the mm. ups and downs, you know, like that, that whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like probably so many so many viewers who are black or brown watching that are probably like, yeah, yeah, I I understand where he's coming from. Like, because I think unfortunately, like people of color have been emotionally responsible for white people's feelings. Like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. It was well, when then, when then um Emmanuel, Emmanuel was like if you never see him again. Yeah, I know I'm like, okay, drama, <laughs> I know, Emmanuel, we live for it. Too. I yeah. know. You might have well said, like, what if Matt got hit by a bus the minute he walks out of the <laughs> I studio? Know, I literally I was like, Okay, Emmanuel, we see you being with the drama. We love it. You're hosting this shit. Okay. And um and uh throwing in a little new iconic question. But yeah, you know, she's I she obviously had this these final thoughts where she was like, it was like, please, you know start dating me again like she thought i think she thought that they were gonna i'm i'm pretty confident that she was convinced this was going to be Mm -hmm. the moment in which she Mm -hmm. got him back on national television and they started dating again and she thought this was gonna be her moment yeah and it was obviously it was very i think it was very clear to most of us watching as soon as he even had the conversation with emmanuel it was like no he's this is not it's over, it's over. over. And again, and I and I talked to you too. Also, aside from everything, we know Matt. Um, like we saw how he was on Women Tell All and was extremely like beyond, like in my opinion, too gracious with Queen Victoria and some of these people. And he was, <laughs> he was not. He you was. Text me uh, and I, I, you were like the fact that he's like Victoria. I have nothing but good things to say about you. Yeah, and, and he said, and I heard him on a Good Morning America be like, I, you know, Rachel has a good heart and all these things, but I think that there was a lot that wasn't talked about. Well, obviously there was a lot from that wasn't talked experience. about from behind the scenes that we that you could just sense that it was like he's done. I think there was many conversations, and it was like no more. And then when Emmanuel was like, will you two embrace, have a final embrace? And Matt sat in silence for two and a half minutes. Oh, he, it wasn't just silence. He started that off with a cool exhale. He was like. And then it wrapped. And it was so, I mean, like I needed to like immediately oh, no, go to he bed said, what, what did he say? He said. I don't know if it'll ever not hurt hearing that. And I was a little confused about what he was talking about. What was your thoughts? I wasn't sure if he meant her saying her saying that she cares about him still or. I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah, I couldn't quite tell. But then if that's what he was addressing, then it seems. Bro, what got me? What got me is when he sat there silent for two minutes. Oh, my God. And. (gasps) 
<gasps> I was just, I felt like I was watching a movie and she was sitting there like doing the smile of like Matt, like, mm-hmm. and like Matt, touching him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Matt. And, and he, he was, was like, like no. looking straight ahead. Just like, I think that's why he was looking. I feel like it's like, it's like he almost knew that if he, engaged again that he might get caught up in it because he does love her. He was her. protecting himself. He's protecting himself. Oh, yeah. oh. It and was so she, intense to watch. I mean, I had, I, and uh, she was just like, and you saw it on her face. She knew like it was done, done. And I don't, I think she was still in, even in denial up until that moment. She yeah. thought she was gonna, yeah. She thought she was gonna get him back. So that was... The most intense. Yeah, um, and now poor Matt is just left to grapple with this fucking mess and the backlash of people who are being like, I you know. need to show him. He doesn't no- need to do shit. He did not owe Rachel shit. He does not owe you shit. I think it's important to send Matt love and support right now. Yes. I really do. I legit, Becca, after it ended, I sent him a DM. I've never sent the man a DM before, but I just was like, I'm sure there's just so many negative messages coming in. That it was like, I know that it's not, there's going to be no response, but just so that like there's, he's seeing them as he's going through that, like, you know, just thank you for being willing to have this conversation on national television. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and (sighs) yeah. Whether or not he could fully consented to it. uh, Yeah, there's that whole thing too, but just like sending love and, you know, good times with his boy TC. Yeah, come on, guys. TC, come through. Come on, I TC. Know- it's time for you to come through with a good time. You're the good we time know that you're, boy. you're the good time guy. Come on, come, come on, through. guys. <laughs> a little COVID party in Miami. Am I right? A little box seats at a basketball game. Ooh. Never have TC. I. Never have I been in more support of like go, Matt. Get on with your fuck boyery. Go have yep, some fun. Yeah, have some fun. Go get, play off that cloud. It's time to get some therapy. It's time to yeah. work on you. Love on yourself. Have some good times. All of that. All go of do it. some talk space on the road while you're heading to yeah. you know whatever to hot party or whatever yeah, <laughs> meet and greets. Hang with the Kardashians. Whatever it is you're gonna do, exactly. And live your life and live your life. Well, now we have Katie and Michelle coming up as Bachelorette. Two separate seasons. Two they had to make a very. Seasons. They had to make that very. You know, for a second, distinct. I was like, no, no. Two separate seasons. Katie's will be coming um, in a couple months. They started record filming. I think like yesterday. And um, then we will have Bachelor in Paradise, and then we will have Michelle's season. So we have way more Bachelor content that we thought we were going to have this year, and it is rolling butt for the next couple weeks. We will be uh, doing some fun non-Batch content and uh, some deep breath stuff. So, anyways, it's not an easy thing to end on. No. Because that was so intense, but... No. Broads, thank you for joining us on this journey. We love you all so very much. I'm so grateful for all of you. And um, you can join us on Thursday as we have some wild and weird times with our BFF Craig. Yay! (laughs) Chat soon. Chat soon, bros. Bye.